Christ, you people suck. Wow. Episode 699 for the week of May 16th, 2022. And on the show this week, we have Drew calling in from Bosnia. Yep. We got Anthony. Yep. We got the Wombat. Hello. And y'all some monosyllabic motherfuckers today. <sighs> I'm pretty sure mine had two. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Anyway, video games. Those are the things. Man, the news this week is crazy. I can't. I can't even fathom how that's gonna go. But anyway, we're gonna talk about video games first. I'm gonna kick off. I'm gonna go over to Drew and say, "What's up?" Uh, Awesome. Honestly, I don't know what to really talk about because <laughs> I finished Control. I finished the DLCs for Control. Um, I'm still playing Rogue Legacy 2. I really need to write that review. It's already about a month late. I don't, the game ain't even out a month. Okay, well, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> um... That's a good game. An uh, excellent game. I have plenty to say about that game. Oh, you played uh, it too? Go. Oh, yeah. How a many lot bosses of have you beat? Uh, just one so far, but... Uh, I do I do like that they added, um, like, accessibility to it, so if it's too hard, you could, like... Like, I didn't even know that stuff existed until Jay pointed it out on Twitter. Yeah. No, you can totally, like, make that game just uber easy... If you wanted to. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Because a lot of people can't get through those games, so. Yep. But, uh, yeah, playing that. I, uh, started back up Diablo 2. Because of the, the Season 1 ladder. I've uh, been playing through that. Uh... And then for Phoenix Down, we're playing AI the Somnium Files. We were going to record this past week, but unfortunately, uh, Matt took a different path. <laughs> and and if you take a different path in that game, you experience everything completely different from us. So it would be rough trying to explain what we did in our games, and Matt's like, whoa. None of that happened in my game. <laughs> so this is so. this is the first like 
the one that just got announced that was delayed, is that like a sequel? A sequel? Yeah, from what I understand, that's a sequel to the Somnium Files. Okay. Uh, I, I guess, or it may be like takes place in the same universe. I don't even know if the same characters are in that game. Alright. Yeah, I don't know anything about this franchise, so I was curious. Like, when I, you, you said you guys were playing it, and I was like, well, they just delayed one. Is that like a sequel, or what's going on there? From what I understand, it is a sequel. Okay. So, not entirely sure, though. Um, but yeah, Somnium Files. Uh, is it, it, it honestly? It feels like a slightly interactive TV show. Like it's it's not it's not your standard visual novel kind of thing. Because like in in Danganronpa or even in Nine Nine Nine, like the the Nonary Games series, you're doing a lot more. There is some of that in Somnium Files, but it is more of just like you're watching a story play out and you're making choices. So I guess you could probably get it closer to like a Telltale series kind of game. Um, but this is definitely one of those that's not like a Telltale. So Telltale, it always seems like oh, all roads eventually lead to one. This one is if you make one choice different from another player – you are going to have a completely different story. So, and and you have to get basically all the endings to get the real ending of the game. Uh, there's some crazy twists and turns in that too. Like uh, it's it's pretty gruesome at times, the way people die. But uh, yeah, play it through that. Um, honestly, that's about it. I messed around with Mario Golf World Tour for a while there. Uh, I, I, I did the whole thing of like upgrading a, to a higher uh, SD card or bigger SD card. And then I transferred everything over, made a bunch of purchases before the 3DS shop dies. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, you know what? I loved Mario Golf World Tour. I'm going to start playing it some more. And I got hooked on that game again. That is a fantastic Mario Golf game. Yeah, I wish that and, new one was as good. Yeah, I, I haven't played it. And I'm sure one day I probably will. But For the Switch being like as big as it is, the sports games that they're putting on that system are just not great. Yeah. I don't know. They all feel like shells, man. Like, I was super stoked for Mario Tennis, and it's kind of disappointing. I was super excited for Mario Golf, because that's like my favorite Mario sports game, and it's kind of disappointing. So, I don't have high expectations for the soccer one. So. Well, I guess time will tell. Soon. It's the end of this month. That's right. Yeah. That's right it is. Yeah, that's their big kind of spring game. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's that's pretty much it though. Nothing really else to right. talk about. Uh well then I guess I'll move on to Anthony. I played Stanley Parable Deluxe, it fell through the floor a couple times. It wasn't unintentional. That's bothersome. Um it's a Stanley Parable. I don't know what I'm going to tell you. You either want to play it at this point or you don't. 
I'll tell you a weird thing. I found my son playing it, and I was like, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, playing Stanley Parable. I was like, okay. Doesn't really seem like his kind of game, but okay. It's funny, like a dark sense of humor. So if he gets it, he gets it. I, 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 I totally understand the appeal. He's just more um, like... Like, he plays Deer Simulator and, and fucking Wobbly Life and, you know, them Wobble-ass games. I was just kind of shocked. Them Wobble-ass games, yeah. Dude, you, you uh, know exactly what I'm talking about. I know about, exactly though. what you're talking about. I've just never heard it ter- put that way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I, I don't know what to say about... I, I, I Okay, so I don't know how long you played, but um, they, they've made changes to it. Um, it, it, I don't like the fact that it runs in Unity. Uh, the game doesn't look as good as the original, in my opinion. Uh, I feel like it's a moving of the source engine elements into, um, a, the Unity engine is not great. And they're trying to make it look like source still. But my biggest issue was the falling through the floors. And it's happened a couple times. And at first I thought, oh, that's intentional. It is not. And I'm like, well, that's irritating. Um, especially when, like, certain endings require you doing a certain amount of loops. Um, but yeah, they just eventually, you're just like, here's the new content. <laughs> and you enter in, and, uh, it was, it was pretty entertaining. Um, of what they what they considered new content, and, and then that's it. And then they go, th- they walk you through reviews. That they got from like um, bigger sites like Destructoid and IGN, and then you stumble into the user reviews that are all negative <laughs> from Steam. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, what's bizarre about that ending is like it goes somewhere, and I'm like, wow, all right, that's just fucked up and weird. Um. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm impressed with it. It's, uh, but it's more Stanley Parable. Like, I don't think anyone that uh, played the original and hated it is gonna be like, "Oh man, this new version, that really hits home." Um, yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I, I bit off more than I can chew in my personal life. Uh, so, like, that won't be a thing again. <laughs> so I'll have more time to play video games instead of not which has been the last couple months like i've been helping with the comic book shop and i thought i can get this done i can do that that done and eventually i was just like oh wow there's just too much shit to take home and and work on i'm not doing this again um so i i did go and grab some more uh shit off the e-shop um before it's no longer able to use a credit card because uh, that happens at the end of May, and then August is when you can stop when, when they stop adding um, funds using prepaid cards. Hmm. Although you'll be able to spend money on the uh, connected Nintendo account. Um, in March, so like if you have a connected account, like your Switch account is attached to your 3DS account. Uh, you're good to spend add money like via online. To now, it, but, just no. just refresh me, like once all this is shut down, like after everything is done, will will you still be able to download? 
Yeah, you can't make new purchases. You can okay. download your stuff, but you can't make new purchases. So, yeah, um, I was just, <clears throat> I think I got confused because everybody's buying these big-ass memory cards. I'm like, are you just, like, stocking them up so you can't download them, or are you just doing it so that you've got them? I think it's just so you got them, because, okay. I mean, once the shop is, you know, closed, the incentive to keep it up is gone, right? Sure, There's no sure. longer money being made, so I... I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to store everything on here, and that way, I don't have to worry about it, you know? Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, like, I've got, uh, I just try to store everything on my hard drives if I can, and then I don't have to worry about downloading it again. No. So, yeah, uh, I, I apologize, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is what it is, it's, it's, it's kind of a downtime um, but let's be fair. Twenty twenty two has had a lot of downtime, and I'm wondering if there's going to be more. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but I'm just going to straight up say it. Like, it, I'm I'm dealing with in my personal life with the comic shop helping out and everything. We are sitting on two years of extra product because people weren't coming in off the street. It was just the subscribers. So, um, you know, imagine. To put it in other terms, like imagine you had to go somewhere to get your Game Pass games, and the only people that were picking up their Game Pass games were the people that wanted. Like there was no external sales. Game Game Pass was the only people that were playing these games. All the other people weren't picking them up, so they just picked. They like filled up the store. That's what I'm dealing with comic book wise. Like. All the people that, like, ask, like, put me down for Spider-Man. Like, they came in, grabbed their Spider-Man comics. But all the other people that would normally walk in and pick up a Spider-Man comic haven't. So, like, it's a small store, and it's just boxes and boxes and boxes of comics. And every week, comics come out. So, two years, every week, 100-plus comics. <laughs> Fucking nightmare. That's a lot of nuts. Yeah. 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 So, like, I was trying to figure that out, and at some point you just go, I'm not the person to the solution to this. You should be getting paid for what you're doing. Man. So, Sorry? You should be getting paid for what you're doing. I I get compensated in other ways, where I don't have to buy, you know, sometimes like $200 plus worth of comics. So, Well, that's something, I suppose. You know, uh, I got, as a, as a thank you, if you want to put it that way, I got the whole Amalgam comics, which are the DC Marvel crossover where they became singular entities. So Batman and Wolverine became Dark Claw and stuff. So and that was a series I really wanted, and I have all of them. So, you know. Oh, I remember through. that. I remember that whole thing. I fucking love those characters. They're so fucking weird. But yeah, that's it for me. Like, I Hopefully next week I'll have more to talk about video game-wise. All right, I'll move on to the Wombat. Um, so I played, actually, oh, sorry, microphone just about fell off my head. Uh, I played, actually, quite a bit of stuff since the last time I was on. All right. Um, so I'll start by saying I finished Horizon Forbidden West, um, mm. which that game is tremendous, um, 65 hours it took me to finish it. 
And um, I still got some stuff I could go back and do. There are some some things near the end of that game that are just freaking amazing. Um, and the set pieces are awesome. The the, the gameplay is awesome. Um, I I love that game. So um, I'm I'm hopeful that we'll get another um, you know nice sized DLC like we did with the first game because um, there's definitely a couple things at the end of the story that. I felt like could be wrapped up in a DLC instead of a sequel. Um, so I'm hopeful for that. But, uh, yeah, I uh, cannot recommend that game more strongly. Um, I also played with my son uh, some Archvale. Um, and we really enjoyed that. Uh, it's tough, but um, as a, as a you know, couch co-op game, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So... Um, I'm sure we'll end up playing a little bit more of it, but um, I had a good time with that game. Uh, if you haven't played it, it's man, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a um, kind of like a roguelite twin stick shooter RPG um, that you can you, your classes are sort of tied to weapons uh, and armor, so you can you know reclass as you play if you want. Um, you know, there's bosses and it's kind of top down, isometric, uh, very good game. Um, I downloaded the demo for Monster Hunter Rise because it's on a big sale right now. And I thought I'm going to go ahead and download the demo, see if I can get myself into it. And then maybe I'll buy it since it's half off. And I decided not to, um, <laughs> not that it's not, not that it's not a good game. It's a good game. I love Monster Hunter. I just, I'm not in a Monster Hunter place right now. So, um, Maybe eventually if I find myself craving a Monster Hunter game, I'll go back to it. But uh, I'm just not in that place right now. Um, I played some Chorus, although not much, um, just to, to kind of get a feel for it since it was sitting here. And uh, I'm digging it so far, so I'm sure that'll be the next game that I go through and finish. Um, and then I guess the biggest one that I played is... Uh, Rogue Legacy 2. Um, so my son and I uh, both love the first game. And so we spent hours and hours taking turns playing the first game. Um, and so he said, uh, hey, I see that Rogue Legacy 2 is out. Um, we should play it. And I thought, well, I am more than willing to throw 20 bucks at those guys because I played the first one so much after getting it for free. So we went ahead and bought it, and I am so glad that we did because that game is freaking awesome. Uh, it takes all the stuff that I liked about the first game and makes almost all of it better. Um, I love the new classes, specifically the boxer. Um, that's just such a cool class. Um, I also like the duelist as a class. That's probably my favorite, um, although the boxer made the the first boss that we beat so much easier because he sort of stays in the air as long as you're hitting something. And so I was able to kind of jump right to the top of the boss and just start punching and kind of hang out in the air there while he was doing attacks and most of them missed me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that game, the art style is awesome. Um, new characters are great. I love everything about it. That, that game will get a lot of playtime. Um, between my son and myself. So, um, 
And then I played some uh, MLB The Show 22. Um, you know, I started feeling this with last year's game, and I just feel like it's even more pronounced now. I don't like what they've done with the series, um, specifically in Road to Show, or Road to the Show. Um, I, I don't like... Well, number one, let me start by saying I don't like the Elder Scrolls... Uh, you advance in stats when you do things in the game method compared to the old method where you would earn points for doing good things and then you could spend them on whatever stats you want. Mm. Um, I feel like it's too hard now. It, I, that works great in an RPG, and I love that system in the Elder Scrolls series, but I, I just don't feel like it works well in a sports game. Um, and I, it's too hard to improve in areas where your player is already weak. Um, so I'm not, I'm just not really a fan of that. I'm not a fan of the fact that they took away, um, the showtime hitting. Um, so in, in 2020, one of the things you could do, um, if you, uh, had it unlocked and, and had it active is you could do, um, once per game, you could slow down time when the ball was coming in, uh, and, use that to help you hit more. And so you had to be strategic about when you used it in the game um, because, you know, there might be an experience later in the game where you needed to use it more. Then they had it on fielding too. And I just thought it was a pretty cool little touch where you could kind of slow down the action and concentrate a little bit harder uh, in a high-pressure situation. They've gotten rid of that. They've gotten rid of, unless I'm just not finding the setting anywhere, they've gotten rid of the ability to guess pitches before they come in, um, which I loved because that's baseball, right? I mean, every player at the plate is sitting on a, a specific pitch. And um, you used to be able to guess what pitch was coming in and where it was going to go. And if you guessed correctly, it would increase your ability to hit the ball, um, which is great because – I can't find it. Where's that setting? I, I found uh, the setting. I found the thing where you can see what pitches the pitcher throws, but I can't find the ability to guess the pitch. I, I think it has something to do with pulling the right trigger. But you pull the when right you, trigger. When you, when you pull the right trigger, you can see what pitches they have, but I don't see any option to guess what pitch or or any visual indication that you've guessed the pitch or any of that. Yeah. I, like you can you can pull the trigger and see what pitches they the the pitcher has, and they're you know they've got buttons on them, but the buttons just tell you what they're because when you set pitches, your best pitches are on A and then X and then down the list. So I, I don't I can't find the option to actually set it up to guess what right, zone the pitch is going to be in and give me an indicator that I guessed it correctly. Uh, I got it right here. Uh, how to guess the pitch in MLB The Show 22. While the pitcher is winding up for the next throw, push R2 or right trigger to bring up a list of potential pitches Pitches they could throw and right. select from a list. Once you select the list, select the pitch, you'll also want to consider which of the six different zones. Doing so will provide you more additional feedback on your controller. Yeah, don't, it, it doesn't. But okay, I'll give that a try. The um, that that's what I assumed it was when I first picked it up, but it it doesn't actually give me any additional feedback on my controller or give me any indication whether I've guessed correctly. Um, yeah. 
So either way, it's worse uh, than it used to be, um, at least from my perspective. So, um, yeah, I'm just not a fan of it as much as I was 2020. Um, so anyhow, I'm not just not a. I I had I, I was I played so much 2020, um, and love that game so much that I'm just. Well, to me, not a fan of the changes they've made. Disappointed, I guess, is the best way to put it. <clears throat> um. Oh wait, here we go. You can okay, so you can anchor your pitch uh, plate coverage indicator. I have found. Uh. Makes great yeah. radio. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, one way or another, this this guest pitch plate anchor thing is not even close to as intuitive as the old system was. So either way, I'm not a fan. Um, Fair enough. But anyway, the uh, I'll shut up talking about MLB the Show. 22 no, you're now. fine. You're fine. No, you uh, it was. Uh, it was better before, goddammit, and I'll, I'm going to stick by it. Do you know what it is? Okay, let's let's do a little fanboy war here. It was better before it went to Xbox. It was better before they tried to put it on a whole bunch of different systems. <laughs> it was better when it was just a Sony property. That's right. When it was just on PlayStation, it was a better game. When it was just for the ponies, it was better. <laughs> and what's funny is I think the load times were faster playing the 2020 PS4 game on my PlayStation 5 than they are on uh, 2022. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, because they had to make it for that stupid Xbox that doesn't have super fast HDD. Well, and that's what I'm playing it on is the Xbox, so maybe my PlayStation 5 is just faster than my Xbox. I mean, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> it's a Sony game, so they purposely slowed it down on the Xbox. Yeah, it slowed it down by like 10 seconds. Like, oh, we've yep. got to make it look worse. Yep. That's 100% what happened. Because those fuckers are playing it for free anyway. And anyway, here's what I'm going to say, and Drew, I appreciate you trying to uh, assist me, uh, but here's what I'm going to say. If somebody like me who's been playing the MLB series since 1995 um, had to do a podcast, stumble around, and dig into a menu to figure out how to guess pitches, um, it's messed up, and they need to go back to what they used to do. They got too big for their britches. That's 100% what they did. But anyway, that's it. That's all I played. All right. Oh, goodness. I guess I'll wrap this up with a few things. Uh, I'll run through the indie games first because they're pretty quick this week. Uh, <clears throat> Radon Break is a brick breaker. Uh, horizontal instead of vertical. Got like, like power-ups that you can pick up. Um, I... I mean, how many brick breakers do we need in this world? Like, they're all kind of the same, right? It's always Miss Swan. At least one more. Yeah, it's fine. I like a good brick breaker, but I'm like, at this point, I'm like, yeah, I've done this a thousand times before, so. Um, the next game I played was called Hell Gunner. It's a ride like a jam. It is a top down twin stick shooter. It's not that great. Uh, get a grip chip. 
Uh, there's two of these games that dropped this week, and they are actually pretty cool. You play this little, I don't, looks like a spark plug, a battery or something, and he's got like a string on his head with a magnet, and it's it's kind of a, a grapple momentum platformer. So, like, you can use the right stick to aim the magnet, grab onto, you know, grapple points, and swing yourself left and right with momentum to do some platform stuff. It's actually pretty cool. There's two of them. Um, I think they come in a package. Um, but no, those were pretty cool. Uh, Flippin' Cactus is a left-to-right side-scroller where you're playing as a cactus killing, like, Mexican cartel people? It's a weird fucking game, dude. Um... Very violent too. Like he's got a mohawk and there's blood, so you know you know what the fuck's up. Uh, Dogs Donuts is uh, <laughs> sometimes these games, man. I'm like, what the fuck are we even doing? It's basically one of those where you set up the 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 Rube Goldberg machine to you know get something from point A to point B. So in this one, it's a cannon that shoots donuts. There's a dog on the other side of the room, and you have to angle things and uh, place, um, like, like for example, the first thing you can place is like this little boot that that does a 360 and kicks the donuts. So you have to angle the cannon, shoot it to the the, the boot, and then kick the donut into the dog's mouth. And the objective is just you know get so many donuts in the dog's mouth. Then he burps, and you go to le- the next level. <laughs> it's fucking video games, man. Um. The next game is Soundfall, which a lot of you, if you watch the Nintendo Indie World, probably saw. Um, it is a like top-down action game, uh, twin-stick shooter, similar to the the um, the Cadence games. What were those games? The Cadence of Hyrule game, and what's the other one? The original version. Yeah. So. Everything you do in this game is based on the music that's playing. So, like, your shots you need to hit to the rhythm of the music. Your, <clears throat> your like, platforming you need to do to the rhythm of the music. And if you get it right, you get a bonus. You build up this meter and it makes you more powerful kind of thing. It's it's fine. Um, I don't really like those kind of rhythm-based games unless I'm doing, like, actual music. So, um, And then the last one is Source of Madness, which is a left-to-right um, for lack of a better word, kind of Souls style game. Uh, my biggest issue with this game is the the, the uh, platforming, like the jumping felt not great. The combat felt not great. Um, and it's almost like the the visuals vomited themselves onto the screen. It's kind of a mess. Like the inventory is kind of messy. Um, some of the, the art design feels like it's trying to be too... Um, like dark and gritty and it gets confusing. I don't know, it just nothing about it felt good. So um but that's source of madness. So that's kind of all the, the indie games I played. Um I did check out a couple other things. I downloaded that Ayudin Chronicle Rising that was on Game Pass, which was if you remember there was a Kickstarter for the, the original team that did Suikoden and they made um a couple of new games. The the actual Suikoden, like, turn-based RPG is not due out for, like, another year. So this was kind of like a precursor to that. And it's a side-scrolling action RPG. Um, it actually looks really good. Think of it like 2D HD, but not necessarily 
that kind of style, uh, but it is only left to right. It's not like uh, 3D up and down. Um, but no, it's it's actually good. The combat feels good. Um, it's got some great characters. Uh, Anthony and I were talking about last week the, about Guru with his big eye patch. He's a kangaroo. Uh, that's a theme in the game. Like one of the first people you run into is like this snake dude with like suspenders and a cowboy hat and like they all super serious and it's actually a pretty cool game. It's on Game Pass. Even if it's not on Game Pass, it's 15 bucks, so it's not like a huge investment. And it's actually really good if you if you enjoy kind of the side scrolling action RPG stuff. Um lots of stuff to level up, build up, collect. Um it's got a slow start. Takes a little while to get ramped up, but once it gets ramped up, it's actually really good. Uh, and probably the biggest thing I played this week was I did, well, I did play some more Lords of Shadow. I'm still working my way through my replay of Lords of Shadow. Um, I forgot how fucking epic that game is, like, continuously. Uh, the music, the set pieces, the voice acting, the story, like, it's all just so good. Makes me miss Castlevania even more. The game's excellent. Yeah, like, I, I forgot going back to it. The thing that I hate about it is that it's got that... That era's um, static camera problems where, like, you're walking and then the camera changes and then your controls change kind of thing. I still hate that. It yeah. drives me crazy. Um, but otherwise, that game is still so, so good. I forgot how fucking long it was. Like, I started playing it and I got up through the the big boss fight in the frozen pond. And, like... I was like, oh man, like I'm I'm getting through this game and the next chapter opens up. It's like, no, y'all got like twelve more chapters and each chapter has like fourteen stories in it. Like, oh fuck, I forgot how long this game was. Yeah, it's ridiculously long. Like twenty two hours, I think. Yeah, it's a big game and I forgot how big it was. Like I like I felt for for some reason my memory told me that that, that like frozen lake fight was like halfway through the game. <laughs> and I'm like, nah dude, I'm still feel like I'm in the tutorial. That's a game that could use a uh, remake. It really could. <clears throat> I would love to see... They did, a, they did an HD remaster of it. Mm, they they did a PC version of it. That's all they did. Okay, well, it was... It was a little better. It ran better. 60 frames per second. I mean, yeah, it runs at 60 frames a second, but I haven't had a real issue going back to it on 360, especially on the Series X. Like, it feels good. Uh, so the last game I played was the Evil Dead, and I'm not reviewing this, so I didn't play a ton of it, but I did dabble in it a little bit. If you are a fan of the Evil Dead, this thing nails all of the fan service. Like, they did an outstanding job of 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 really capturing what makes that that series really well done, from the characters to the voice acting to the little nods within the levels and the stuff that you can do in that game. You have to understand what kind of game it is. It is a multiplayer style game. Um, There is some single player stuff you can do. You can play you and three AI companions against the Kandarin Demon, or you can do these missions that feature some of the characters. But like anything that is designed as a multiplayer asymmetrical uh, game, the single player stuff is going to be fairly limited. So, if you do not have friends that you are playing this with, 
your experience is going to be a lot more shallow than, you know, people who are playing it multiplayer. I am interested to see how how long this this game's legs are, because I wonder how far the Evil Dead name and, and just style of the game is going to carry it. Um, so that'll be interesting to note. I I didn't. I think it has crossplay, so that's a good thing. I think you can kind of turn that on from the menus. I think I saw that. Um, I have zero interest in playing this with randos. And I only know a couple people who own it, and I don't know if it's really something that I would play a ton of, but I think it's really well done. I think the people behind it really appreciate the license, they respect it, and they did a really good job with it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I, if you're into Evil Dead, I think it's worth checking out. I think it's only 40 bucks, uh, but just know that it is not a single-player focus game. And that's it. I mean, unless you want me to talk about Overwatch. I know y'all love when I talk about Overwatch. No, but can I just say real quick? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, Drew, uh, I found out why it wasn't working for me. So, by default, apparently, guest pitch is turned off. You can't turn it on in the game menu. You can only turn it on in the clubhouse under gameplay settings and then you have to go to advanced batting settings. And that's where the guest pitch uh, section is, where you can actually turn it on, which is why it was only showing what pitches they threw and not letting me guess, because it was turned off. Gotcha. That sounds like a giant fucking mess. It's just unexpected for sure. But I will, uh, I will say that while I still think it shouldn't have been buried so far, that is a me problem, because I didn't know to look for it in that menu. I mean, fair, but still at the now same it's time, it's like, it shouldn't be that hard. Well, I'm not going to disagree with you there, but um, the uh, I don't understand why I can't turn it on and off from an actual game, why it has to be from the clubhouse, but uh, either way. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, alright. I am playing two other games I can't talk about. I think I can mention them. I'm playing a game called Dolmen. D-O-L-M-E-N. I'm playing that. I'm also checking out, uh, Cow the Kangaroo. So, maybe I'll talk about that soon. Anyway, let's talk about what's coming out this week. There are a few video games out this week. Again, you have to understand, it is, it is light. Oh, uh, I also played a bunch of retro stuff. I like I try to make it a point every week to go back and and play some old stuff. This week was a weird one, so I was introducing my son to a bunch of stuff that I remembered from when I was a kid. So I actually let him play the first game I ever played, which was Sequest on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. And just seeing his response of like, "There's only one button," like it just because he he was trying to play it. I was like, "Dude, there's only one button." He's like, what's the button do? I was like, well, what do you think it does? It shoots. Um, and then we kind of went through some other stuff. Like, he played some Pilot Wing 64, some Cruise in USA. Oh, what else did we dig through? I let him play Bart vs. the Space Mutants. And those are some good games. Yeah, like, we were just going through some stuff, and then I was like, well, I'm going to jump over and play myself just some 
I played Ultra Vortex because I've been watching some fighting game videos on YouTube uh, about some old fighting games that are kind of bad. And obviously, I played Kasumi Ninja recently, so I was like, oh, let's go, let's go back and check out Ultra Vortex. Holy shit, that game is wow! It's bad. Like it's so so bad. Um, and then you I know got that a, I know what that is. It was a okay for for starters, it's an Atari Jaguar exclusive. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that tells me everything I need to know right there. <laughs> wow. I forgot how bad it was, but it is really bad. Um, And then I was like, you know what? I feel like maybe it's time, once I finish um, Castlevania Lord of Shadow, let's go back and play Soul Reaver. And let me ask you this question, because maybe you know Wombat, because I know you're the same as me. Use use RetroArch. So the Dreamcast uh, thing keeps telling me there's no VMU, and I thought everything had a virtual card. Yeah, I haven't run into that issue on any of the Dreamcast stuff I've played, uh, so I'm not sure. Soul Reaver um, keeps telling me that there's no VMU, so I will not be able to save. I'm like, well, I am not starting this game. Yeah, I, that's weird. Um that's weird. I haven't seen that error pop up. Yeah, so I'm going to have to dig into that. I may have to go play, like, the PlayStation version or something, but... Because everything else Dream- works fine. You you chose the right one off the bat, because the Dreamcast version is much better. Yeah. Um. So, but... If I can't, but yeah, save, if you can't save, there's right. no point in starting that game. Oh, and I also showed him uh, MK or Mario Kart Double Dash. Oh, nice. And I forgot, like, he was like, why are there two people in the cart? I was like, well, son, <laughs> Nintendo got a little crazy back in the game. They got man. a little crazy. <laughs> but yeah, we played like two circuits of, uh, Mark. man, I love going back to old games. They're so good. So good. should play F-Zero GX. That's on the Switch Online, right? No, is that N64? No, you're talking about the GameCube uh, version. GX is the GameCube one. That's yeah. right. Oh, my God. The only thing I remember about that game is that I could not unlock anything because it was way too fucking hard. It is incredibly hard. It's fun, but, man, it is very hard. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think I've played that a couple times. Um, that and Wave Race uh, on the GameCube. Oof. GameCube was so good, and everybody shit on it. Yep. Anyway. Alright, now we can move on. Welcome back, Anthony. You missed all of my Rattalaka talk. Okay. <laughs> we, I, I, it was a, there's a dead animal in the pool. Oh, scenario. gross. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's dude, fun. Question, and you know what the worst part is? I don't know how long it's been there. Uh, Wait a minute, this yeah. brings up another statement, Anthony. You have a pool? Uh, the house I live in has a pool. I gotcha. I, I did not know you had a pool. So, Alright. That's usable use That's usable like two months a year in Canada, right? Exactly. Well, not only that, like, when am I going swimming when I work overnights? That's true. Midday? Ooh, fun. When I mean, I'm between sleep and sleep. Yeah, no, it wasn't happening. And then if I slept like a normal person, I'm either using it, like, in one burst when I work night shift, I'm either using it in the early morning, which is, no, and, or, I'm using it before I go to work, which is also no, so, yeah. I mean, fair. It was, uh, it's kind of like drinking when you work on night shift. When are you doing that? I mean, it's five o'clock in the morning. 
Yeah. Well, I did it. It's a, it, you, you realize at that point your life is kind of sad. <laughs> Cause night shift's not bad. I mean, it's not, not something everybody can do, but like when you start drinking in the morning, you're like, now this might be a problem. <laughs> You've got to adjust your, your internal clock. When you're, especially when you're drinking at 9.30 in the morning by yourself. That's that. Yep. That's it. But you got to top it off with it being like a Rite Aid brand whiskey or something. No, that's, no, that's the other part. You're, you're working night shift. You're not getting paid that much. <laughs> that's why you got drink- a bottle of 70% rubbing alcohol. Yeah, that's why you're drinking Rite Aid whiskey, because that's the cheap shit. So. The IPA stands for isopropyl alcohol. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's talk about what's coming out this week. We have... Uh, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, we got Outward, Definitive Edition, Behind Closed Doors, A Developer's Tale, well, that sounds saucy, uh, Divination, Deadcraft, which I downloaded the demo for, and as soon as I booted it up, it showed me a hunger meter, and I deleted the fuck out of that. Like, nope. No hunger meters for me. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, Swan Song, and Dolmen. I don't know how you say I'm, that. Dolman or Dolman? I don't know. I've um, never understood about the joy of a hunger meter. I don't I don't get it like at all. Like have that tie into like a stamina? Fine. Sure. You know like I know that sounds dumb, but it's like yeah, I do more uh I do better damage when I'm hungry or I, when I'm not hungry or whatever, but it's a part of the stamina and when the stamina bar goes down, I can eat to fill it up. That makes more sense to me than just having a hunger meter. Like no thank you. Yeah, I'm not down for hunger like basically the the arc survival evolved uh taskbar, fuck all of that. Hot, cold, hunger, water, all that shit, I don't want to deal with it. That's not why I play video games. That's called life, son. I think I only like that in, um, I know this is, like, horrible to say, but I only like that when I played it in uh, No Man's Sky. Where I'm like, I'm on a different planet. That would make sense. I tried the mod. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, that makes sense that I'd have to watch, like, my heat level. I am on a hot planet. Cool. Tried the um, Skyrim mod that came with the, or that came out when they did the anniversary uh, edition that added hunger. Yeah, and it was cool for a minute, and then I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to be doing missions and have to worry about my hunger. Like it's, it's cool in that one that you can turn it on and off. Um, so like if you're doing quests and stuff, you can turn it off. But if you just want to kind of hang out and explore and want to have it on for that, you can. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm not super huge on the hunger meter. There's so, there's so many things in video games now that like immediately turn me the fuck off. Like I'll, I'll boot up a game and if I see like run based roguelike, um, survival crafting, uh, fucking this game is like a souls game. Like I just, man, so much of this shit, like that, that just seems to be like every game now. I don't know. It's just. It's really turning me off on a lot of games. Like, I'll boot them up, and I'm like, this is just well, not for me. But, uh, a hundred ashen fall into an island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, 
to be to be fair, if it's if it's multiplayer focused, I'm ninety nine percent out. Like I have one multiplayer game that I play. I'm we not know. playing. You know any what that is? One. You don't have to bring. I, I'm just saying, but I'm not playing anything else. There, no, if if you, you have multiplayer, we're not we're we're not gelling, man. We're not jiving. I'm not. I'm not I, I I I have a genuine question because I don't think anyone here can answer it. So maybe a listener, the the whole one <laughs> we have, yeah, I uh, can answer. Um, do you play multiple multiplayer games? Like, and when I say that, I guess I mean more like, do you juggle between like a Fortnite and something else that's more competitive because I, I don't I wouldn't say like dead by daylight and something else like I mean like things that are more um equal sort of like in the same realm I like, feel can like you most juggle of the... that like can you juggle cod and something else like I'm just curious about that I, most of the people that I see like and, and this is just me judging from my Twitter feed like everybody has their game like some people on my friends list play Fortnite some people on my friends list play Apex you know like I don't see them cross-pollinating. I just see them playing one... And, and that's kind of how multiplayer games work. It's like you get the one that you like and you just kind of stick with it. You just... I mean, there's just not enough time for multiples of those, which is why it's always funny to me that we're seeing so many people ape these other games and I'm like, you realize that your audience is going to be super tiny, right? Like... There's a reason why Fortnite is still the battle royale, right? You know, it's just that's yeah, just the just, way it is. I'm just curious though, because like maybe that's a thing that like I have not taken into account. I mean, maybe I know uh, streamers do it because they just kind of bounce with what's the hotness right now. Yeah, what's popular? Yeah, yeah, but they bounce. Like that's that's the thing. Like I, they're not um, necessarily juggling. No, they're not I mean? juggling. I also think it comes with age as well. Like, younger people, it's a lot easier to do. Uh, but the older you get, it's a lot harder, not just time-wise, but also attention span, man. I'm going to tell you, most games are for, like, like 10 minutes, and I'm like, I'm out like immediately. Yeah, my son and his friends have a, what I'll say is, like, a stable of five games that they bounce in and out of so they'll they'll play terraria and they play minecraft and they play overwatch sometimes but pretty rarely um they play rainbow six siege uh they play for honor oddly enough uh and they just recently started playing dead by daylight and it's like they'll bounce in and out of those games um depending on what they're in the mood for but that's like i i can't i can't do that no, I can't. I either. learned a long time ago that the the most enjoyable way for me to play video games is one at a time, unless it's a sports game. If it's sport, if it's a sports game, I can play like a an RPG and a sports game at the same time. But you won't catch me investing my time in two RPGs at the same time, no, um, no. unless one of them's like you know Dragon Warrior three on the uh, NES and Horizon. Like th- those are different enough that. I can juggle that, but yeah. you won't catch me playing two, you know, current gen RPGs at the same time. My brain just doesn't work well with that. Nope. All right. Um, PlayStation Five stuff that's not on Xbox, and this was a controversy. Uh, Fury. You remember that game? I know Drew remembers that game. That was one of our Let's Play videos we did. Holy uh, crap! Yeah. Uh, they're doing a DLC for Fury called Fury, and I'm, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. It's called Anamusha. 
but not Onimusha, it's Onimusha. And it adds like a different playable character and some other stuff. So the, the controversy around this is that the developer came out, uh, which is the Game Bakers, the same people that make Haven, they came out on Twitter and said, hey, we're not doing an Xbox version even though that game is on Xbox. Um, we're doing it on Switch and we're doing it on PlayStation. And they said, just nobody played it on Xbox. I'm like, you know what? That sucks, but that's fair. And that caused like a big old uproar on Twitter. Like all the Xbox guys like, what about your game? I was like, well, I get it. They're not just going to make the game for you. So but no, that's coming to PlayStation Switch this week. Uh, also Divination, uh, Matchpoint, Tennis Championships, uh, Relayer, and then of course all the stuff we've already talked about. So, kind of a light week. I'm interested to know, um, we are reviewing that Vampire the Masquerade swan song. Uh, uh, it's not me. Somebody else has it. So, I'm kind of curious how that turns out because Vampire the Masquerade is the new um, Warhammer. Just throwing that out there. 4,000 of those games. So. Yeah, well, I mean, we it's the only one that seems to do any numbers. I suppose so. Werewolf the Apocalypse. Oh god! <laughs> it's the same. It's the same uh, universe. Universe. Yeah. Uh, Worlds right. of darkness, everybody. Uh, PlayStation Four, Xbox One. Uh, a lot of the same stuff, uh, but we're also getting Eternal Threads. Uh, they always run. Cotton Fantasy, which is the the side-scrolling shooters, the Cottons. Uh, Umurang, uh, Xbox is getting Umurangi Generation Special Edition uh, And again All of the other same stuff Pop over to the Switch What do we got coming out for the Switch this week Again it's light We've got A lot of the same stuff We also have Snow Bros Special Edition That's Hold on let me make sure that's it cause That seems like a light Switch week Uh, I just want North America. Just give me North America. There we go. No, that's it. I'll tell you what, the Switch... I think this site that I'm going to is missing a lot of the Switch tell releases. Tell you what? What's that? And man, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you go. what, you son of a bitch. Oh, damn it. I think this site has removed a lot of the Switch games every week, which makes me sad, because then we wouldn't have talked it about the sense. Seven Pirates I... game. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> You never responded to the gif I sent you of the... Dude, I don't need <laughs> this shit in my life. Like, <laughs> and neither oh, does anybody else. Like, oh, man. That, that, this, is for, this is for an audience. This is for the audience that doesn't use deodorant. The fact that I sent you guys <laughs> that that Twitter exchange of the guy describing how the game works, and, and, and the fact that he made it so serious... Is this the no, is I this the was... is this the game that because I got an East Asia Soft email? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the company for Booby Training RPG Seven Pirates. Yeah, that's H. the one. That's the one. What the hell, man? Did you actually massage the boobs to make them bigger? Hell, that increases stats. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hold on, I have to. <clears throat> All right. What you got? I've never gotten a more embarrassing email in my entire life than that one, by the way. I just want to say. Yep. 
Yep. You are a group of anime monster girl pirates looking for seven magical orbs which will lead you to the biggest pirate treasure. You sail around, explore dungeons, fight turn-based combat, and increase your party's stats by massaging their breasts and increasing their size, etc. That's no exaggeration. You literally just massage their breasts to adjust their size, height, perkiness, firmness, toughness, <laughs> and all that to increase various, sorry, increase various stats while also <laughs> dealing in tight... Dealing and side questing for a group called the Boobykin. That was a, those were real tweets, everybody. <clears throat> so we are all. <laughs> I, I coordinated with the team who made Big Willie's Unleashed to try to get uh, fake Frisch's Big Boy bobbleheads for us to give away on the show. For one of the worst games that's ever been made. And this Seven Pirates email is still the most embarrassing email I've ever gotten to that email address. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Nintendo uh, Seal oh, of man. Quality. Fucking. <laughs> what do you think you're getting from. Like, seriously, I want to know what the fuck somebody gets from that. I, I don't know, Anthony. I don't want hundred percent. Don't want to. Know I don't want to know what they're getting from that. No. no. At complacent robot. Other than a boner, what the fuck are you getting from that game? But I don't think they're going to be able to answer you with that condition. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the the. Well, know, that's what. Try porn. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't oh, do that for them. They like the making them grow. I don't know. Uh Oh, some of the some of the, the the videos you're referring to online are a little um, <sighs> yeah. some weird stuff out there. Be careful what you click. All right, let's do some news. Whew, I got a laundry Click list. Of... An email from East Asia. <laughs> I I don't. They can email me. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna ignore most of their emails because they're way too horny. Uh, I got a bunch of bullet points here, some quick headlines, some long headlines. We're going to save the big one for a final discussion, but let's kick it off with, uh, the Nintendo Switch has now outsold the PS4 lifetime sales. So I think it still has... Surprising. The Wii. Well, it still has the Wii, the PS2, and the 360 to pass to be the best-selling of all-time console. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's the current-gen Nintendo console still, unlike the PS4 and unlike the rest of those. So it's still got some legs, I think. Oh, absolutely, it's got legs. I think that thing probably has another two years of solid sales, at least. Probably. So, yeah. Um, Wow, I didn't... It's crazy that there's only three above it right now. The PS2, I feel like, is almost insurmountable at this point, but if anything could do it, it might be the Switch. Yeah, I f- the P- the PS2 um, benefited from the fact that it was also a lot of people's first DVD player, yeah. right? So a it's lot of people... than DVD players. Yeah, a lot of people justified buying it because it was also a DVD player. So you ended up with a lot of people who bought it without the intention of... Uh, it being primarily a gaming machine. So yeah. crazy. It's crazy where we are in this world. Uh speaking of things you didn't believe sales wise, Elden Ring has now out been the, is now the best selling game of the last twelve months, including outselling Call of Duty Vanguard. It's only been on sale for what, three months? Yeah, it came out in was it March? Yeah. I'm not surprised. That's, a, that's on my docket for this year. Um 
I can't believe it. I, can't, play. I mean, I, I know there's circumstances here. There couldn't have been a more hyped-up game than Elden Ring. And let's be fair, Call of Duty Vanguard is probably one of the most disappointing Call of Duties That's in a long time. That's what I was about time. to say, like, yeah. So, it, it, it was like the perfect storm for Call of Duty to finally be outsold, but it's still impressive, to say the least. Because Elden Ring has now sold, like, more than all From's previous games combined. So it's not like From had a history of being, like, a, you know, super seller, but this was their game, so... Uh, Remedy did a, a, a kind of Q&A this week. Uh, Alan Wake Remastered is coming to Switch, I believe, this fall. They've also announced that there's an Alan Wake TV show coming to AMC. They also said that they didn't make money off of the remaster. Oh, the new one? Yeah. That's well, why they're that's putting it on Switch. So. Well, that, but I'm like, you know, but it was a niche game. It was on one console, I understand that, but it was a niche game, and all it was was a visual upgrade. Uh, Also, the people who like Alan Wake are very loud, so Remedy probably thinks like, oh man, this game is a lot more popular than it actually is. Yeah, no. So I'm one of those loud people, I knew where it was. Yeah, It's, it's interesting also, like when you... When you think about it in unit sales, the the games people talk about and what actually sells, dude, it's like it is two different worlds. But it's not two worlds. I was gonna say, would you say it's two worlds? <laughs> Nobody bought that except you. Or would you say it's perhaps two worlds too? Oh, uh, Electric Boogaloo? No, four, four worlds. Four worlds. Two two worlds. I've, that sounds like an East Asia soft game. To be fair. Uh, rumor mill time. Even even more sounds like a uh, uh Asia, East Asia soft game, considering the problem you were trying to solve in the first game was called the taint. Oh, that's right. I forgot about. Uh, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> you forgot about the taint. <laughs> oh, motherfuckers! I forgot, act about, like I forgot taint. about taint. What taint? The taint with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Voodoo. You do. Do what? Remind me of the taint. Sorry, I every time I think of that song from Labyrinth, do you remember that? I do. Oh my god. The things that are forever etched in my brain. Uh, rumor mill, another Microsoft franchise is getting the Master Chief treatment. Um, but oh, you got so like will be unplayable for seven years? Not only that, but you've got like a 50-50 shot of guessing which franchise it is, because it's not like Microsoft has a plethora of multi- Entry franchises. I'm gonna tell you what I guess to say it's Gears of War. Congratulations, you are blah, blah, blah. you are winner. <laughs> so, they only have one other franchise that has multiple entries. A, winner. Win- a winner is you. A winner is you. I think it's funny because like if you go back and play those Gears games, they're actually one X enhanced. They all run at sixty frames a second. Like, why is this even a thing? Because the the remake that they <clears throat> did for one didn't sell. I guess. I don't know. Well enough or whatever, so they're just going to put it out as a bundle? Fuck if I know, man. Yeah. Alright, uh, here's a weird one It's going to take a while for me to get used to. FIFA is no longer called FIFA. It's now called EA Sports FC. 
you know what the best part is? Everybody's just going to call it FIFA still. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah. But uh, true. Yeah. And true. no money goes to FIFA. Like, it's a win, 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 win. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame EA because I think FIFA wanted like a billion dollars just for the name. And, and, and I know everybody, uh, it really, it doesn't stand up to what it used to because I don't really do a lot outside of like licensed stuff, but um, EA is no longer the evil company that they once were. Uh, you can only be that so many times, especially when Ubisoft exists. Um, yep. So, you know, it's just funny that this company that's been claimed to be one of the most evil organizations in the world has parted ways with one of the actual evil corporations of the world. We can stay on... FIFA, FIFA's a terrible thing. Yeah, we can stay on the EA news. I got a couple other news stories from EA. First up, uh, Dead Space uh, remake has been confirmed for January 2023. That's the release date. I don't believe it because fuck release dates. They're not real. Uh, they plan right. to show gameplay demos uh, in October. So, My next EA story, uh, the Jedi Fallen Order sequel has a name. Does anybody want to guess if you don't know what it is? I know what it is, so I okay. will not guess. Okay. Uh, is it Rising something? Nope. So is it Fallen Order 2? Nope. Alright, well then I was wrong with both of them. It's called Jedi Survivor. I hate that name. It's terrible. Uh, that's exactly what the person who leaked it said. It was a terrible name. <laughs> he made people yep. guess it like for two weeks before somebody finally got it right. Yep. I am looking forward to that game, though. Oh, absolutely. I love the first one. And also looking forward to my personal theories around that game and some uh, upcoming Star yeah. Wars universe stuff. Maybe a TV show coming up in about two weeks? Yes. Yep. Uh, the next N64 game for the Nintendo Switch expansion online is Kirby 64. <clears throat> so. Yay. Not horribly timed, I suppose. I yeah. could have timed that better, but... It's kind of the secret year of Kirby, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a very weird game because you can mix and match the, the powers. Otherwise, it's still just a Kirby game, so again, not going to be like winning people over, but it's a neat one. Here was an interesting story that was... I think it was last week, but I don't think we covered it. was uh, somehow... Duke Nukem Forever, the original 2001 build, made its way into the wild. Um, and it's like, people can actually play it. And obviously it's not like a game game. It's mostly just like the levels and some of the NPCs and stuff, so... Didn't Broussard have something to say about that? Yeah, he said, I believe it's legit, but I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, is that because... uh well, he's kind of the reason he's, that he's, game he's, died. He's, yeah, he's yeah. he's the reason why like 3D Realm stopped putting out games because he, all he did was just and and I want to point out that he blamed somebody else for it. Um, somebody said, uh, or what did he say? He said Scott's clueless narcissist's actions are what led to the gearbox suits slash friction that led us to losing uh, 3DR and the Duke IP. Um, no, George, the fact was that your company was going under because you couldn't put a fucking game out. So, not Scott Miller. It's, it was you. Everybody over the, like, the two decades has said, 
you just had feature creep and you constantly kept changing what the game was going to be and you failed to put anything out because a new game would come out, you'd see something in there you like, and then they'd have to change everything. And it's been notoriously known for years that it was you. Fuck. It's yep. just annoying that this guy has managed to stay relevant and not really do anything of note. Because even even the stuff they put out now is not his. It's like Ion Fury. They published it. They didn't make it. Well, I think it's mostly because that game is infamous in video games now. No, I under, no, but I mean, like, 3D Realms still, still exists. And I'm pretty sure he's still a part of it. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. it's just like, but this is the, he's the guy. He's the guy that made 3D Realms almost not a thing. Yeah. It's... Randy Pitchford's still evil. I want to point that out, but. Well, nobody's debating that. Also, Duke Nuka Forever is now 10 years old? Like the actual yeah. release of Duke Nukem the, Forever? Yeah, so 30 years of Duke Nukem Forever, everybody. Yeah, there's only been. Or whatever yeah. it is. There hasn't been another Duke Nukem game in 30 Thanks. years. Uh, the only time he's shown up was uh, in Bulletstorm. That was. What about those PlayStation game. games? You remember those? No, I mean like he he showed up in after Duke Nukem Forever in Bulletstorm. I think that's the only game he's yeah, shown up in. Him personally. Um, yeah, yeah, you're talking what? Land of not, the Babes and yeah, Time to Kill or something. Z- zero Hour. No. Um, um, it was Land that of the Babes, Time to Kill, and Zero was Hour, like, which was was the N64 third person one. Maybe you're right on that one because they had there was there was two there was two third person ones. Both of them were on PlayStation. No, well, there, sorry, there was two that came out around the same time, and one was N64 and one was PlayStation. Then PlayStation got a sequel. Uh, Manhattan Project was one, Land of the Babes, Zero Hour, you're right, is in 64, Time to Kill was PlayStation. Right, and then Manhattan Project is the side-scroller. Yes. Um, Land of the Babes the... and Time to Kill are both third-person Critical games. Mass was the DS title. Yes, there was also Duke Nukem Advanced. Yeah, that one was actually pretty decent, for that, but that was, like, not really a Duke Nukem game. Yep. It's funny, because Eat Led, The Return of Matt Hazard, is in this list of Duke Nukem games. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> and it's not a Duke Nukem game. Was it supposed to be Duke Nukem originally, then? I don't think so, because it, isn't that D3 that published? Yeah, but like uh, Deep Silver published um, the Duke Nukem on DS. Um, designer was Dave Ellis, Vicious Cycle Software, for Matt Hazard. All this talk about Duke Nukem, I'm just waiting for a new Commander Keen. That's never going to happen. Well, they canceled the mobile one, so... Yeah. This looks like a doomed space marine. Oh, God. What was it? What was the Tomb Raider line? Oh, Looks there... like you raided your last tomb. Uh, there's also... So, check this out. I don't know if you remember this. So, Duke Nukem... It was either Land of the Babes or Time to Kill. There's a phone you can walk up to. And when you pick up the phone, you hear, like, a woman moaning sexually. And Duke just goes, Lara, is that you? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Those they games were so are, edgy. They were so those games edgy, are definitely guys. a product of their time. Oh, 100%. 100%. Ugh. We all just kind of cringe in hindsight, right? Oh, absolutely. I, dude, I cringe... 
from the most recent Duke Nukem, like there's some stuff in there that's just like, oh. There was one. There was one joke in there where he walks up and it's like this. It, it was from the DLC because I finished it what last year that I played the DLC for it just to fucking wrap that shit up and never have to touch it again. And uh, it was an arcade machine. It was like Pimp Slapper or something like that. Or and then it was like on the side of it, it said Slap That Bitch or whatever. And he's just like, I'm not touching that. And you get an achievement that says like, um, uh, hedonist, <laughs> oh. not. Uh, um, it has the uh, same game where you slap yeah. boobs. The the in yes, the, the he, cave. He, it, it's consensual, is his or well, unless it's an alien, then fuck them. But like, <laughs> it it was a line about like the the achievement said something like you. He's not. He's see, guys. He's not sexist. He's just a hedonist. There's a difference. Oh my god! I suppose <laughs> you stretch. I can't. I can't deal with this. Uh, all right, let's move yeah. on. Uh, in case you missed it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past you if you did. Nintendo had an indie world this week. Did anybody watch it? No. Cool. You didn't miss anything. That's uh, <laughs> probably like one of the most disappointing. It's so funny because we'll get to this in a minute. Like that indie world, I think happened before some of this other stuff happened, and everybody's like, "Wow, Nintendo, this is super disappointing." And then Sony and Microsoft were like, "Hold our beer." We're going to go make it worse. Um, but yeah, there's not really much in that indie direct. I did think Gunbrella looked cool, so if you haven't seen that, that's from the guys that made Gato Roboto. Go check out Gunbrella. That game looks rad. Um, obviously, it's a Devolver digital joint, so you know it's going to look rad. But that was kind of the only the only thing in that that I was I... Just, yeah, you. I just remembered what I wanted to play before the show today, and totally couldn't remember what it was, and so I played the Stanley Parable. Card Shark finally has a fucking demo out. Oh. Waiting for fucking years for that. God damn it! All right. Uh, other Nintendo news. Uh, there was a, a, I don't know if it's a conference call, earnings call, whatever. But the the president of Nintendo Japan was really hesitant about talking about a new system. But there seems to be the the rumor that there's going to be a new Switch system this year. Hold on, Anthony, before you freak out. Uh, most people believe it's going to be an OLED light. So, like, a light version of the Switch OLED. So Makes sense, based on their normal strategy. Yeah. So, not Switch 2, that's probably still, you know, two, maybe three years out. So I just want to remind everybody, and this is not, like, I'm not denying this. It seems reasonable, at least. But I want to remind everybody that, like, all your insiders... For all these bigger publications, not just your random fucking Twitter guys, were like, uh, there's a new Switch thing, we we have proof, and then and then it was just the OLED Switch. Yes. And there was just, I just want to remind everybody, like, even when they're right, they're generally wrong, because they were going to, like, they were like, oh, it's going to be stronger processors and stuff, and, like, here I mean, we it's, are. We 2022, can, everybody. We continue to debunk insiders a lot. I mean, most recently, like, Nobody knew about the Square Enix purchases, right? That just yeah. happened one night. Also, and I'm like, I'm not trying to be a shithead. I'm really not. Like, it would be nice. It just like I, I'm tired of the grifting, in just general sense. Not even just in video games, but it's like I'm tired of like obvious grifters getting away with it. Oh, yeah. not, I don't give a shit if it was just like people speculating on what would happen. But these guys come out. These guys and gals and, and whatever they want to... These shitheads. There we go. That's a uh, <laughs> gender-neutral term. 
Yeah. These shitheads come out and they act like authority and then nothing ever happens to them and they're wrong all the time. And like, there's people that get paid for this shit too. And it's annoying. It's like, you know, we need to stop listening to these fucking people. There are very few that are trustworthy and they don't speculate on things as much as everybody else. There has to be some speculation. I get it because they'll get parts of the information and not necessarily have all of it. Um, but, like, for the most part, they just hand out the information. This is what I've heard. I don't know. This is what's happening. My, you my know, as much as I, like, Nintendo. don't want this to be the Jeff Grubb jerk-off podcast, like, Jeff Grubb is one of the people where it's, like, he doesn't constantly fucking do shit like this. Well, he also you know, tells where... you, like, if you listen to him talk, he'll tell you, I don't know that this is legit. I don't know if this is happening, so don't write an article on it. And then what happens? They write articles on it. A hundred percent. hundred percent of the time. And as much as I hate him, Jason Schreier never puts out anything that isn't true. Yeah, no. He's yeah, kind yeah. of an asshole, but he's never... He's kind of an asshole. He's but, never yeah. wrong. He's at least earned it. Unlike people on this podcast, that's me. I'm that <laughs> asshole that hasn't earned it. You gotta earn but, your yeah, asshole like, card. He's, he's, um... I don't even want to know what the asshole's card looks like. It's an East Asia soft <laughs> game. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, it's, it's annoying. So when I'm hearing this, it's like, yeah, I mean, I can picture them putting on a Switch model. Not yeah. like anything super fancy. Because then it has a new model out for, you know, the season. I, I get it. But, like, uh, yeah. Speaking of the Switch, did any of y'all tiring. buy Switch Sports? No, no, man! I thought somebody would have picked it up. It's too much money. Like forty bucks, right? Is it forty bucks? Yeah, it's forty bucks. Okay, I'm I'm I'd have bought it for twenty, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have bought it for twenty. Also, I will never play the soccer because there's no way in hell I'm putting a Joy-Con on my on my thigh. Well, it's missing Uh, stuff too. Like the ring fit thing. So I I already have the little. Thing to put the thing on your well, thigh. I'm terrified of taking my Joy-Cons off of my Switch. Because yes. the the whole... Like, every time I took them off, like, the snapping them back into place seemed, felt like it was breaking it. So, the... The cost of Switch sports in Canada is $64.99. At Molson no. tax. <laughs> Let's see, what does that work out to? US dollars. Yeah, it's fifty US bucks. I'm still recovering from moose, like, moose conservation tax. I'm still yeah, recovering yeah. from like some some chest stuff that I had recently, and I think I just about choked to death with that Molson tax <laughs> comment. Oh, good lord! All right. Yeah, so I'm not paying that for for a game that doesn't have a hundred pin bowling in it. Get fucked. Uh, all right. You're at Nintendo. <laughs> We're going to talk about some Square Enix stuff. Uh, we're going to start with my favorite comment of the can week. I, can I Can I? just, before we do that, can I just say, dear at Jim Ryan. <laughs> we'll, we'll get, no, we'll, we'll get to Jim Ryan in a minute. We'll oh, we to, will? Okay. Well, uh, it's sure in my, it's in my news. That. Relax. We'll get to Jim I Ryan in a minute. I, I, I'll um, take it back for a moment and then I can put that in. So this week, I don't, uh, we talked about it last week, I think, you and I, Anthony, about uh, Yuji Naka suing Square Enix. That trial is now over. Oh, God. So Square Enix put out a statement this week saying, Balan Wonderworld is a wonderful game and we would recommend it. (laughs) 
Um, which is also hilarious after them selling all their studios and basically throwing Tomb Raider and stuff like that under the bus. (laughs) Also, I'm going to just say right now that, like, Square Enix are probably a bunch of xenophobic assholes. Like, at this point, I have nothing. Like, I thought, well, it's because they couldn't sell statues of Lara Croft in in Jack-O poses like they can with, you know, Tifa. Oh my god, that um, statue still haunts my brain. Yep, yeah, I... Yeah, it's gross, dude. Okay, yeah. so you saw it. Drew, did you see I, it? You, I know Drew yeah. saw the statue. Oh my god, that statue. So, so I, I legitimately thought, like, that is the reason why. They can't merchandise this shit to, you know, death like they can Final Fantasy VII. Because, like, either the audience isn't there or it just feels inappropriate for them to do that with IP that they did not create. I don't know. I figured it was something along those lines. But for them to do this over fucking Balan Wonderworld, I, I just have a feeling that they just don't like Westerners. Well, I got another. Like, so I got another I, part to this story that kind of backs up what you're saying. They just sold off. What was it? Three studios. You know what else they announced yeah. this week? That they are creating some new studios. So yeah, I'm right. I uh, agree. Yeah. So. <sighs> All right. This 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 company makes Konami at least look somewhat valid in their step back, even though Konami's had their best year. Whatever. Yeah, without um, any new video games, so. Yeah, but like um Konami was at least hemorrhaging money as much as like Kojima makes good games, like he spends a lot of money and yes, so does. like they were hemorrhaging money, and it's probably seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, did they do it like a bunch of assholes? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, but like, I understood it to some extent. Um, fucking the NFT market just crashed, and these fuckers just sold off a bunch of studios to be like, eh, "We're gonna invest in NFTs." Nobody wants NFTs. Nobody, not a single person. I've never heard anybody talk positively except for people that have already bought one because they're. An idiot. Like, nobody wants your stupid monkey pictures. Like, or whatever the fuck you have to offer. Oh, but you know, we can do uh, things that, like, you can get, like, a piece of armor and then sell to someone else. Yeah, we loved that in Diablo 3. Loved it. And it definitely hasn't been done at all before. I can't tell you how many things I didn't get in Team Fortress 2 that I could sell if I wanted to. Like... This already exists without NFTs. You don't need this shit, and it usually isn't great anyway, so just don't do it. Ah, fuck. I, I hate the NFT market. The, is this somebody looking for the next big thing, and this ain't it? The only thing I want to hear from Square Enix is when the 2.5D remake of Dragon Warrior 3 is coming out, or Dragon Quest 3. That's it. That's all I want to know. You they announced don't, it. They don't care. You showed footage of it, and then it just disappeared. Live alive, you fucking whores. <laughs> I, I actually, I want to play that. Yeah, I'll probably play Live Alive for sure. I that, think it's Live a Live. Cool. I had to look it's, it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Live a Live. I, think I thought it was Live Alive, but no. It's, it's I've like mispronounced same... so much shit on the show over the last 16 years. I don't give a fuck. I had to look it up. Apparently, when you read the Japanese characters, they're the same character over, so you would say it the same way. So Live, I'll Live. It's a stupid name, regardless. It is. I'm not. It is. Yes. 
but the game it's looks very good. Square. The game looks rad as shit. I want. I kind of want to yeah. play it. So. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about Konami? So this thing happened. Um, oh, can I just one more thing? Yeah, yeah, go hey, ahead. Remember, great, great idea, guys, with the Kingdom Hearts thing on on Switch. <laughs> the stupid fucking nonsense cloud service bullshit that you couldn't put those games on Switch just naturally. I mean, maybe three you couldn't, maybe, but like nah, three would have ran this on fucking it. company. If the Witcher three sucks. can run on it, Kingdom Hearts three can run on it. It's fine. Yeah. Alright, let's talk Konami. So this thing happened, when did I message you guys? What was that, Thursday night? Friday night? I don't remember. Friday so, night. Oh, okay, so Friday night, um, this guy on Twitter was saying, I'm going to leak some Silent Hill shit. And he leaked like four screenshots. Um, normally, you just kind of blow this off, no big deal. But Konami DMCA'd him on Twitter, and then Jeff Grubb confirmed that these are actually real. He said also... Um, this could be canceled. This is probably Bloober's game, but, you know, it could be canceled. Who knows? He also said that, don't anybody write an article about it, but Konami is looking to remaster Silent Hill 2, and he did not know if these screenshots were coming from that or not. So... Well, they didn't look like anything from Silent Hill 2, so if this is a remaster, they're... It's a complete remake. It didn't yeah. look like anything I've noticed before. Yeah. Um, this is probably Bloober's stuff. Yeah, I, you know, that'd like, be my guess. I, well, I, I, I'm I'm saying that based off of like the imagery and the photos, where like one of them was like a walls of post-it notes or whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's very blueberish with you know players it's very here blueberish. and all that. Blueberish, blueberish, blueberish. I, I don't like their stuff. I mean, their stuff is. Man, remember when? What was that game? The Xbox game? Blair Witch? No, 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 no. The one that was supposed to be like the exclusive yep. Xbox game. Oh, the medium. Yeah, remember when that was supposed to be the next big shit? Nobody remembers that game. No. The medium. Because they don't make great games. I they make uh, they make okay games. I said not great. I think I stand by that. <laughs> yeah. They, they make the they they make experiences. Okay. They make experiences. I wouldn't say they're necessarily games. Man, I'm I'm trying to think of a Bloober game that like I like. Layers of Fear does some cool stuff, but like it's not like I'm not gonna tell you like oh, this is great. Uh, looking through their list of games, yeah. Uh, to be fair, the medium is probably my favorite of their games, and I thought it was just. It should have been called the mediocre. That should have been the name of the game. The medium ochre. The medium ochre. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, uh, trying to see how much stuff I have before. So let's talk about that Xbox Live downtime. Mm. Holy shit! That, Holy shit! Yeah, that thing is a mess because it wasn't just Xbox Live being down. It was people not being able to play games they own. Yeah. Yeah, that's jacked up. Yeah, this is an issue Xbox needs to get past because if this... And it wasn't like it was just for an hour. An hour, people would have forgot about it. This was like three days. Yeah. Um, they need to sort this shit out. And, th and that's what this outage really showcased was that 
Dude, even if it was your home console, some people were having issues booting games they legitimately own. <sighs> I mean, I don't, there's nothing, there's no excuse for it. It's just bad. It needs to be fixed. You know, credit where credit is due. When Sony found out about the C bomb issues on the PS4, they fixed it. Microsoft is a software company. Fix this problem. You you can't just ignore it and hide behind it anymore. You are you are at the forefront of like accessibility. You're at the forefront of of you know making your dashboard do things it should be doing. You're at the forefront of of legacy content. Like nobody offers as much legacy content as Xbox does. But if people can't play games they own. That's the problem. Well, it's also a problem considering how many folks uh, are in the Xbox ecosystem for Game Pass. Like, that's the reason a lot of people are in the Xbox ecosystem because they wanted to buy a new console and Xbox has Game Pass. So it makes it doubly problematic, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Did they ever come out and actually say what caused this? So there's been a couple articles written, and obviously they're not the headlines, but um, some of it is on the way the third-party companies coded their games, like they required the online check or something. Um, Some of it was Microsoft's back-end issues. Some of it was like the legacy system in the background being tied to the original console you downloaded the game on or something. There was all kinds of shit going on. The, the, the fact of the matter is that they just need to make a universal system like Steam where it literally licenses your games every 30 days. Yeah. Like, just and do if that. You, and if somebody, God forbid, uh, ends up getting to play something that they're not supposed to be able to play, it'll only happen once, presumably. Yeah, exactly. So, and you don't run the risk of the people who did pay for their stuff getting locked out. 100%. Like, Steam does it perfectly. They check every 30 days the licenses on your account to make sure they're good, and it ups them, and it says you can play this now for 30 days, no matter if you're online or not. Just do it that way. That's fine. It works. <laughs> did you guys have any of these issues? I did not. The only thing that I had an issue with was logging in um, to play online games. I bumped into that issue because I could not play Overwatch for like like half a night or something. But other than that, I didn't... So, I didn't have any of them. It, ha- it happened to me, but it was weird. Mine was the exact opposite. So I wanted to play AI, the Somnium Files, which I have on Game Pass. And every time I clicked on it, it said, well, you need to be an Xbox Live subscriber to play this. And I was like fucking am what, what what's going on i was like well i can't get into i can't start my phoenix down game so i was like i'll just play some diablo 2 and then i, I first looked it up said oh is xbox live down or something and a lot of people were saying yes it's down it's not letting us play stuff i was like okay well my latter character on diablo 2 is an online character. You have to have it as an online character. I was like, will I even be able to play this? Nope. Jumped into it just fine. Yeah, it's it's weird some of the stuff that worked, but some of the stuff that didn't. And I purchased Diablo 2 digitally. So 
I was like, is that going to be affected? Nope. I played Diablo 2 that weekend. Yeah. It's it's a weird thing that they just need to make a universal system that works, and they need to get on that quick. Because the next time something like this happens, <laughs> you can only you can only fuck up so much. And this isn't the only Xbox fuck up. We'll talk about the big one at the end. Um, I've got two more stories before the big one. The first one is give credit where credit's due. Microsoft has created a whole new line of accessibility accessories. Uh, these include things like giant D pads and just Stuff that's that makes it easier to play the games. Um, so that's that's good news. That's the one good thing Xbox did this week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, all right, Anthony, it's time. You want to talk about Jim Ryan's email? <laughs> I think he's dead. He died. All right. So I'll go ahead and, and kind of give you this. What's that? I said, let's talk about it. All right. So the synopsis here is that Jim Ryan sent out an internal email to PlayStation that um, some people were not really thrilled about. Um, if you don't know, in the U.S. currently, there is uh, some some things stirring about overturning abortion rights. It hasn't technically happened yet, but it seems like that's the way it's going to go. Um, so he made a statement basically saying both siding it. You know, respect people's opinions on both sides of it. Now, granted, that is not... That's probably what the PR people are telling you to say, but, like, maybe don't say anything at that point if that's the statement you're going to make. Um, and and I understand how that upset people a lot. But then the email kind of devolves into his cat's birthday party? And then mentioning how he would like a dog because dogs know their place. That <laughs> can I? I I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not. Listen, I, I I hate when people like try to break down things, but like, yeah. In his context of saying that, and generally, I think how a lot of people see. You know, generally through like cartoon stuff, dogs are more masculine while cats are more feminine. That's a fucked up thing to say, Jim, you stupid fucking idiot. And I know I'm not breaking, you know, but whoa, you know, Anthony's saying the things that no one else will say. I get it. I'm not saying anything new, but like, this dude is a fucking moron. Like, he's clearly a person who understands, uh, how to make money and nothing else. He's one of those people. Yeah, he's um, a businessman. He's a businessman who's also a sociopath. Uh, which I mean <laughs> like, is a businessman. Like most high-functioning executives. Yeah. But precisely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just like... Um, uh, fucking get get this man a handler, because like, every time he opens his mouth publicly, nothing good comes out. Uh, you know, this is the same guy who said that the old catalog, why would anybody want to play that? And I realized, like, these are two different things, but it comes from the same place of shut your fucking mouth, you stupid idiot. Which is something someone should say to me more often, but, uh, <laughs> I at least understand. And there's a reason why I'm not running a business. <laughs> I only speak for myself. Uh, fucking hell, man. Like, the email sounds like a ride. Um, 
not a good one. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I feel like this is what PR firms are urging people to do, of like not Shut taking a side. <laughs> well, I mean, like to, not taking a side, but at the same time, it's like you take a side by not taking a side. Thank you, you for coming out. Yeah, you don't say anything, and you certainly don't. Devolve the email into talking about your cat's birthdays and dogs knowing and your place. And then saying that you'd prefer a dog because, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, like I said, Nintendo Don't you thought miss they... when, when, when PlayStation was run by the Japanese portion of Sony? I, I, I miss, do. I miss a lot of the old PlayStation for sure because I, I don't like this. Like, their output I'm enjoying, but boy, their leadership I do not. Uh, that, that guy might yeah, be pretty, the worst. little thing's pretty gross. Yeah. Cool. What was the guy before him? Oh. Uh, Tretton? Was Tretton before him? I thought yeah. it was. Yeah. He said, he, he was you know right. what? Oh, yeah, no, it was, was Sean, it was Sean Layden. Sean Layden, that's oh, right. You're right. Yeah. I can remember, if doesn't remember him. He was yeah, fine too. Right. British guy. Yeah, he exactly. was good. Yeah. But like, um, I mean, oh, yeah, day, the 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 problem is like, and gaming's not the only industry that suffers from this. But the problem is these executives all end up being personalities, uh, and gaming has such a fanboy centric uh, model that they end up being personalities for these segments of their fan base. And it's like, look, they're just executives, like. They're executives just like at every company that exists in the world. Like he he's a he's an executive just like the executives at Pepsi and Coke and Bank of America and Wells Fargo. Like and most of them are sociopaths. Mm-hmm. And yeah. most of them don't care about people. Like I know that's yeah. uh <laughs> painting with a broad brush, but the Ooh. reality is the most of them are focused on profit. That's yeah. what they care about. Or they care too much about what people think and try to buy a website <laughs> and then bail yeah, out of a, that. That's a different problem. Um, they <laughs> but, still though are narcissists. Like that's not a that's yeah. a narcissistic problem. They only care about people to the extent that those people care about them. Not they don't actually care about the people. No, they yeah. don't like, yeah, yeah, it's very, 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 very difficult, if not impossible. To get to be a C-suite executive at a multi-billion-dollar corporation and genuinely give a shit about frontline people, it is very difficult because the thing that that job requires is to turn your emotions off and think of everyone that works for you as a number on a spreadsheet. And they will pretend that they don't, but – the the reality of M and A and the reality of uh, layoffs and all of that is that the people who end up in those roles don't really give a shit about the people that work underneath them, especially the people that work at the bottom. So it shouldn't be a surprise when executives say stupid shit that makes it seem like they don't care about people because. That's and when I say that, what I mean is not the executive at your you know 200 employee company that you work for. I'm talking about high profile executives at multi billion dollar companies. 
because again, you don't end up in that world um, if your focus is on anything but dollars to shareholders. Like that's, that's kind of your job, yeah. Yeah. You, I just want to note that it reminds that, me. That's the people they care about is the shareholders, the people right. who pump money into the company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're you're <laughs> you talking, Ryan? Reminded me of the uh, orphan grinding machine, orphan crushing machine. <laughs> yes, that's a hundred percent. A hundred percent. They're the ones that have the orphan crushing machine. Yes. Nobody ever asks why do we have an orphan crushing machine. Machine. I, oh, this old lady! You this ask, old lady made crocheted blankets to keep the orphans warm before they go into the orphan crushing machine. And, then, and it gets a nice human why, interest story, and no, no one wants to know why there's an orphan crushing machine in the first place. The fo- the follow up tweet is great, but doesn't get nearly as much attention. And then when you ask why the orphan crushing machine exists, Americans act bewildered that the large hydraulic device with a chute labeled "Insert Orphans Here" could be mistaken for an orphan <laughs> crushing machine. Yeah. Welcome to yeah. America, son. Yeah. Anyway, Jim Jim Ryan don't so give a shit about you. Surprise. It's not a surprise that the guy who has his hands on the wheel of the orphan crushing machine uh, <laughs> isn't in the forefront of um, saying smart things about human rights if- issues that don't affect him personally. Yeah. And the man with the hands on the wheel of the orphan crushing machine. <laughs> That's a headline if I ever heard it. All right, so there's Sony. There's Sony. Picturing Jim Ryan in a steamroller heading for an orphanage. We're really excited about where PlayStation is going. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run for president in 2024, and my slogan's gonna be "Destroy all the orphan crushing machines." Uh, holy shit! All right, um, this next one's gonna be a topic of conversation. Man, I think we have a pretty good one here. Let's talk for the orphan crushing machines. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that, but this is a video game podcast, so we're not going to be crushing any orphans. I don't know. Hey, way. listen. If we have any game devs out there, no, maybe no. the orphan crushing machine. <laughs> yes, I would buy that tomorrow. Oh, do that. That's the, horrible. I would buy it tomorrow the, uh, and and then get called a communist. Probably, yeah. It reminds me of uh, the whitest kids you know skit where there is a baby skull seeking bullet and there's a guy on like a news broadcast he's like the advocate for it and like why do we even have him he's like you never know what's going to happen you know what if the what if the baby's uprised now we got people raping your your churches and burning your women what are we going to do then you got to have protection from the babies and that's why we invented this bullet i mean yeah. Fox News picks it up. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, Welcome let's... to the N4G podcast, everybody. Our country's fucked. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's why we're going to talk about video games. But video games might also be fucked because of this next story. Oh, I'm so glad we're moving on from, from worse things to potentially also bad things. Great. Microsoft has delayed its only two 2022 games oh, to God. 2023. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I mean, so listen. Here's what I'm going to say. Uh, there are there are a few um, Bethesda, Elder Scrolls fanboys bigger than me, but I'm I don't care necessarily that Starfield was delayed because a I don't want it to come out and not be any good. Sure. Uh, and b 
there's been enough good stuff released in the last couple of years that I haven't had a chance to play yet, so I'm not that worried about it. But you're also um, you're also a multi console owner too. I am a multi console owner. That's true. So so yeah, that's what I was gonna say. As long as you know, I'll, I'll look forward to playing a couple other things later in the year, like potentially God of War. But I can say that because I have both. But you got to think when Microsoft made this announcement, Sony's over there going. Well, if we have to delay God of War, at least yeah, it's you know, not a big deal anymore. Yeah, it's not a big deal anymore. We're okay. Um, yeah. My big issue with this is not the delays. I, I think people missed it. Like I had a bunch of people on Twitter yelling at me, being like, you know, like they should delay games to make sure they're good. I don't have a problem with that. My problem is, is, that, is that Microsoft can't seem to put a fucking video game out. A true story. That's the problem. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. We, I mean, we're going to get to the point where. Um, and when we were already there, I mean, there's a reason that early spring is now like second holiday season, mm-hmm. and it's because everything gets delayed. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, okay, well, we can't release it in November like we had planned. When can we release it? How about February? And now all of a sudden there's like six big games that come out in February every year. But I mean, to think, and again kind of like the perfect storm earlier about Elden Ring, this is the perfect storm in the reverse direction for Microsoft. Like, you bought all of these studios. Then the pandemic hit, so delays happened. Also, a lot of these companies that you bought, motherfucker, Microsoft has shipped almost as many PlayStation exclusives as it has shipped Xbox exclusives in the last two years. Think about that statement. Because when they came in and took Bethesda, Bethesda's next two games, only on PlayStation right now. Right. So, like, Psychonauts, multi-platform. Like, what have they shipped? They shipped Forza Horizon 5, which is a great video game, but it's still Gears Halo Forza. The same shit we've been seeing since... 2015, 2016. Yeah. And, I mean, look how fast um, Halo has completely fallen off the map. Yeah, Yeah, because it wasn't ready to launch. As crazy as that sounds. Yep. And, listen, Infinite was a good game. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it is. I mean, it has completely disappeared from the public consciousness. Oh, absolutely! Like if and you look the at reali- the-, the reality, is it dropped from the public. Con- even though these two games could not be more different, it dropped from the public consciousness as soon as Elden Ring came out. Well, but not even for- then. Elden two Ring. months before Elden Ring came out, it oh, 100%. dropped from the public consciousness. Yeah, Elden Ring sucked the air out of the room for everybody. There's no doubt about right. that. But Halo is a game that should keep oxygen for at least six months. And that game was forgotten about by January. Yeah. And you want to know why it got forgotten about? The failures of Halo Infinite don't even belong exclusively to Halo Infinite. The reason it got forgotten about is because they took way too long between Halo games, and the two they put out before Halo Infinite sucked. And so... Nobody looked at Halo as the primary multiplayer shooter anymore, and they couldn't bring him back. 
that's they're, it. And they're not going to bring him back now, releasing content every six months. Exactly. I'm going to I'm going to actually expand upon that though, Ryan, and say that the other issue is here they're going ah oh, here's the end of the Redeemer saga, right? Whatever it was called, I think it was a Redeemer saga, and. Oh yeah, you had to actually play all the other shit that was released in between to understand what the fuck was going on. And it's just like, well, this isn't a trilogy then, guys. As soon as there's more than three things, it's not a trilogy. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like the, oh well, you had to play Halo Wars 2 and Spartan Assault to understand what was going on. Nobody Maybe wanted to play levels. Spartan Assault. I mean, my my point is more, I agree with you 100%, Anthony, but my point is more on the multiplayer side. Like, Halo used to be the multiplayer game. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then they dropped the ball for years, and when they decided to release a new one now, they released it as if it was 2004 still, and broke the cardinal rule of the modern multiplayer game, and that's constant fresh content yeah like the reason fortnite retains its player base isn't because it's the greatest shooter that's ever been invented it's because they're constantly pushing out fresh content yeah but fortnite is in the news every week yeah you can't you can't put a multiplayer shooter out in 2022 and have you know updates every six months it also helps if Fortnite also gets a shot in the arm anytime they do a crossover. So, like, you know, right. I'm not saying that Halo needs to have crossovers. What I'm saying is, it's just like, well, but the, the they know how it, to stay relevant. They know how to stay could, relevant. How they does could Halo absolutely do that though? They they For could sure. absolutely do that with, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? all the other shit that they own and uh, like, <laughs> dude, they could put the Doom guy in stuff. there. The, the, the oh. Gears of War guy in there, you know, like yeah. they could do all that stuff. Also, hey, I know this is this is relevant to this podcast, but Halo is trying the Overwatch approach, except Overwatch had four years of previous content before it stopped giving content. Yeah, true story. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's frustrating to me as somebody who has been a huge fan of Halo. Like, yeah. it's just it's really disappointing how much they've dropped the ball on that series and. It's not um, – they they can't afford to drop the ball on that series because they don't have very many series. And they and this one was already delayed a year. Right. And it feels like people you – know, when people are out there legitimately saying and you believe it, this game should have been delayed another year, you got a problem. Right. So. I don't know, man. This – I get why – you delay these games. And and I and I heard a good comment about this. Like, if Microsoft doesn't own Bethesda, I bet Bethesda still tries to squeeze these two games out this year because they would need to make money. Because if you remember, Fallout 76 launched in tragic state. Yes, it Holy did. Shit. Um, so I think this is a Microsoft decision of them saying, hey, this is going to suck, but, you know, maybe we should push this back an extra three to six months or whatever. But when Microsoft doesn't have a single fucking game for the year, this is bad. They're, like, there's nothing... When these come out, maybe by then Microsoft is in their little motion of, like, we've got a game every quarter that's big, blah, 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 whatever. 
but I'm I'm really tired of hearing just wait for the next E3 and I know E3's dead but whatever you know what I mean and Microsoft will be in a place we've been saying that since 2018 it's 2022 Microsoft is it's not embarrassing. there it is for a multi-billion dollar company this is a bad look and I you know what people said we were too rough on Sony and we were clearly showing our fanboy side. Yeah. Well, they and won't I just remember want to point this. Point that out that like it's maybe because when studios do dumb shit, we call them out on it. I, I'm not salty about it. I just wanted to point out, but like as of late, I feel like we've been harder on Microsoft than we have been Sony. Although I feel like this podcast is a pretty fair. <laughs> this episode they'll, is they'll ignore fair, this but... one the next time I bitch about Sony. So don't worry hmm. about it. They'll be like, you never shit on Microsoft. Man, all I've done today is shit on Microsoft outside of their accessibility accessories, which I think is a wonderful thing. But even that is like, they don't talk about that nearly as much as they used to. That controller was like really popular and then uh, I mean, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they continue to need to talk about that, but at the same time, I think Microsoft needs to put some money behind I don't know, getting video a fucking games. video game out the door. Yeah, that controller, it's great. You can play five video games with it because it's all FIFA released. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not true that Microsoft, no, that Xbox has no games, but... But sure fucking this, feels like it. This doesn't help when you're not launching a game. Like, at this point, what is your game this year? Oh, that's right, it's last year's Deathloop. Right. <laughs> yeah, and and it's... So that we're, we're, we're gearing up for the... Um, if if you remember, in the the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era, this was the reverse argument, right? It was PlayStation has no games. Yes. Um, because stuff kept getting delayed, and the stuff that they put out wasn't that great. And what ended up happening towards the end of that generation is you ended up with a nice sort of pocket of good games all at once. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident that we'll end up with that. Sure. Uh, but it sure doesn't feel good right now, especially for people that only have one system. Like, it's easy for me to say, well, you know what, it's fine. I'm confident that eventually there'll be, like, one year for Microsoft where they have six exclusive games that I want to play. Um, but that doesn't help people who only own an Xbox right now. No, and I, and I feel like this is um, this is going to stagnate uh, Game Pass. Like, oh, yeah. There will be no growth over the next six months because why the fuck would anybody subscribe to this without... Those big games. And, and granted, they're going to have some third-party stuff. There ain't no doubt in my mind. But what? What game are they going to go get? It ain't going to be Call of Duty, because Call of Duty, funny enough, is still... Uh, this is Microsoft's... This is like the antithesis of Microsoft's problem. They're buying Call of Duty, but Call of Duty is still in contract to PlayStation, so PlayStation will have the marketing for Call of Duty this fall. Yep. I, I still think that the 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 most likely next big game that they'll add to Game Pass is probably Cyberpunk, and that's not. I mean, that's that game's two years old now. And you could buy it for five dollars at Best Buy, right? So how is that like? I mean, it's a big game to get into Game Pass, but like, who 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 didn't buy it for five dollars? Right. So and well, that's that's cheaper than a month subscription. Game. Go ahead, Drew. I said, or sixty bucks like me. On day yeah, same. One. I bought it day one too. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. But like, what third-party game that's new? Like, what is their new third-party game they'd get this year for Game Pass to 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 kind of build subscriptions? Yeah, I don't know. 
yeah, I mean the 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 big one that they could get that would make me happy, and along with the other people, would be Elden Ring. But that game sold so well, I don't know why From would agree to put it in Game Pass. At least no. not yet. Not no. till maybe the holiday season. I couldn't see that game in Game Pass till next spring. Which by then we got Starfield. So, right. What's the point? Or you hope we have Starfield. I mean, you should, but you're right. You hope. And then, and then there's all this talk like, well, Forza 8's coming out this year. I'm like, where? I haven't even seen that game. Yeah, and yeah. I mean... It's also Forza Gears Halo again. <laughs> yeah, and it's also um, Forza... I mean, people just don't care as much about Forza, I don't think, as... No. Some I, seem to think that they do. People hate it when you say this, but Forza and Gran Turismo are niche games. They 100% are. They sell a couple million copies. You know, that's about it. That's yeah. good, but they're not for everybody. I, I know one person in the world who bought a system for Forza and Gran Turismo. Like One person. Yeah, that's a niche thing. Yeah. Most people aren't aren't buying systems for those games. No, no. Not at all. People absolutely would buy systems for Starfield. Oh, yeah. So... What's the what? Here's the here's the bigger question. Will there be anything at all in the Xbox Bethesda showcase that will actually come out in 2022? Deathloop. I doubt Deathloop is in that showcase because of the contract. Oh, good point. Um, yeah, they probably can't. They probably can't do that yet. Yeah, I think that. That rumored Gears Chief collection, maybe. And the only that's, other, the only other thing I can think that's, of that's, that, that's 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 filler. Uh, like, absolutely, but you're asking if there's anything they could announce that would be out this year. There's that, and the only other thing I can think of is that rumored Golden Eye remake. I don't see any other game them announcing we don't know about that's out 2022. That's uh, that's garbage. Yep, that's straight trash. You're not wrong about that. Yeah, and and me being the the only current gen console owner, being a Series X, I granted I don't buy too many brand new games, but I would I was going to buy Starfield when it came out. Well, you would play it because you have you, Game yeah, Pass. You, you wouldn't have yeah. to buy it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But I, I would, I would definitely be playing it. But like, yeah. you know, like if if there's nothing there, like I mean, it, it, I don't know. Like, it, what's what's going to end up happening? Probably when Starfield come was supposed to come out, I probably end up be playing Yakuza like a dragon because I think we'll be there at that point. Yeah, and here's so the thing: I, like, I, you I can you can make that argument that like, well, Sony's only got God of War, and that's probably going to get delayed, but. Well, they have the horizon already. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I was going to say is like they've already put out Miles Morales, Returnal, Dark Souls Remastered, Ratchet and Clank, Horizon, Forbidden West. Like that's a lot in two years. What has Microsoft put out? Fucking Forza Horizon 5 and Halo Infinite? <laughs> like. Yeah. I don't it's, know. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. <sighs> It it um so I don't, I'm not saying this because I agree with it, but um it makes it so much easier for Sony to continue to say the things 
that they've been saying to justify not investing in a Game Pass equivalent, um, which is basically we want to put the money, we want to put money behind our studios. That's why we don't uh, put, that's why we're not planning on putting day one launch games into our system um, or into our, whatever they call it, PlayStation Plus Plus or whatever the hell it's called. Plus premium. Um, yeah, plus premium. We're not going to put day one releases in there because we want the studios to get the money because we believe in investing in their uh, future development. It's like, well, guess what? All it does is make it easier for them to say that when you can't release a fucking first-party game to save your life. Yeah. All those studio acquisitions so it, and all they have to show for it is fucking bleeding edge. We're, we're not going to put money into the PlayStation PP, guys. <laughs> You gotta put it in the PP. Can we please start calling it PlayStation PP? I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> when was fucking Forza forget Horizon about Bleeding Five? Edge? Everybody forgot about Bleeding Edge. I don't even know what Bleeding Edge is. It was that Ninja Overwatch clone. Oh, okay. It was it was hot what, for like a like half a day. What was what was that, Drew? When was Forza Horizon Five? Uh, November, right? Yeah, November. Yeah, November fourth. Yeah. So that officially, Microsoft is not going to release any large title exclusively this year. No, Halo was yeah. the last game, which was in December. <laughs> they will not have all one. these fucking studios. Not one has made a fucking game. Nope. They've like, certainly announced a lot. They but... No. There were games already in development, not under Microsoft's control. That's not like Wasteland. Wasteland came out. Outer Worlds came out. These are all studios that Microsoft now owns. Psychonauts 2 came out. Bethesda had deals with PlayStation, so their last two games were only on PlayStation. Um, who else did they buy? Ninja Theory, which Hellblade 2. Who the fuck knows when that's coming out? Um. God, who else did they buy? Activision thing's not final. Probably won't be till next year. <sighs> oh, Grounded. Yep. They put out Grounded. Grounded's not really out yet, but at least it's something. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> something. Whew. Microsoft owns a shitload of studios, and the, the Compulsion guys haven't made a game since We Happy Few, and let's be fair about that. But it's like they've yeah. announced Fable. Fable's not coming for another fucking Perfect year Dark, half. which is all kinds of fucked uh, up. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's ever going to happen at this point. It doesn't feel like it, considering the initiative is all kinds of broken, and Crystal Dynamics is the ones actually working on Perfect Dark, and they just got bought by Embracer, so. Yeah. I was trying to pull up the list of studios here. Uh, Again, I think what's going to end up happening is we're going to have a year that's going to end up being the year of the Xbox, because all this stuff is going to release right around the same time, but heaven only knows when that's going to be at this point. Yeah, cannibalize and then cannibalize itself. Yeah. What is uh? What about the what Pillars of Eternity? Who made that? Obsidian, uh, right? Yeah, Obsidian. Obsidian. Yeah, they have Unavowed. You mean Avowed? as well as Avowed? Whatever. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Avowed. Avowed and, will and, be and, shown at that showcase in a month, but it ain't coming out this year. And uh, that, and they're also working on um, 
Outer yes. Worlds too. Say thank you. And and grounded is them as well. Yeah, that's a small team though. That's like a ten man team no. or something. That's um, still ten men that are not working on you know, one of the bigger titles that they're doing also, apparently simultaneously. It's also ten men who actually put something out that was playable. Exactly. Yeah. Um World's Edge is another studio. Uh, that's the Age of Empires guys. Uh, Undead Labs, State of Decay is not coming out this year. Uh, Rare, who has Everwild, that's not coming out this year. <laughs> like, all of these studios, and you can't put a fucking video game out in the wild. Like, id Software is probably gonna show off Quake, but that ain't out this year, right? Like. I'm gonna be honest, if it plays like Doom Eternal, I'm not interested. I mean, those are all their studios. There's a ton of them, but they they do not have a video game. We still haven't heard from um, that stupid Indiana Jones game. Oh, Machine Games, yeah. I bet we see we're that. Never, we're never getting them to wrap up their... Wolfenstein? Their, yeah, they're never going to finish that. Yeah, this. I mean, it's a mess. And it's like, well, what do you do at this point? Like... Granted, when Xbox kicks into gear, it's going to be awesome. But boy, we've been hearing about how they're going to kick into gear fucking four years. Yeah. Four years is a long-ass time in the video game world. I don't know, man. All I know is that showcase better be amazing. Because you ain't got no video games to play for the rest of the year. Like first-party video games. It's kind of hard to get excited whenever they show you some really cool stuff, but you think to yourself, "Well, I'll see this in 2025." Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super excited right now. Like, I, don't be. Don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying the hell out of my Xbox. Like, going back and playing Lords of Shadow or playing Overwatch in 120 frames, or you know, what's what's the new Game Pass games this week is always cool. But if it was my only system, I'd be a little irritated right now. Well, look at me. Yeah. Like, I mean, to be fair, I haven't turned my PS5 on in months. I mean, there ain't been a game on that that I wanted to play either. So, and Switch's stuff this year isn't all that exciting for me, but at least they have stuff. You know. Kirby was awesome. No, Kirby was great, but I don't give a shit about Mario Strikers. I'm not a big Pokemon guy. Uh, what else they got this year? Weeds. Not Wii Sports, Nintendo Switch, yeah, Switch Sports, Sports, whatever the fuck you call them. I kind of forgot that came out. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles, eh, it's not my jam. Not my jam. So, it's good, though. No, no, it's good. I owned the second one, and I played it. I just couldn't get into it. So, like, the third I one was doing two it. of the games in that series, and I've barely touched one of them, and the other one I have not touched at all. The, see, Microsoft, but, like, the Xbox games I'm excited for, like, I want to play Perfect Dark, I want to play Fable, um, I want to play Starfield, but, fuck, I can't. I can't, man. Yeah, I mean, and, and to be fair, both Nintendo and PlayStation have, in my estimation, released excellent exclusive games this year. Yes, 100%. And Kirby and Horizon, so. 100%. I don't know, man. It's Microsoft looks really bad right now. And 
to keep people excited and to keep here's the other thing to keep people subscribed to Game Pass, they better have a hell of a lot of shit to show off in less than 30 days. So, well, especially since it's not just a static service, like stuff comes off of it too. It's not like stuff only comes on to Game Pass. Stuff mm-hmm. comes off of it too. So, yep. You got to have a steady diet of good new games coming onto it as well. Not to mention, I know that like a lot of people aren't excited about it, but the conversation in June is going to be about PlayStation Plus Premium, PlayStation PP, because that's when it la- that's when it launches. Right. So, like, good or bad, the conversation is going to be about their new service. So, if Microsoft doesn't have like good stuff to talk about in June, it's not good. Especially when you just yeah. delayed your two biggest games of the year. <sighs> I don't know. Bad look for Microsoft. All right. Uh, I got one email before we can get out of here. Uh, this email comes from Blue Skies. It's entitled Embrace Me. He says, hey, all. Uh, okay, so there's been a lot of squawking about Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard, saying they would have a monopoly in the industry, which, by the way, if you think that Microsoft buying Activision is a monopoly, go look up what monopoly means. Right. Uh, yet a company like the Embracer Group, a Swedish conglomerate, has over 100 game studios and over 12,000 employees, yet no one screams about that. I understand that there are U.S. laws, but wouldn't it be better for an American company to purchase the company than a foreign conglomerate? It also seems that a lot of the squawking are from Sony ponies, who are just mad that Call of Duty and other games will become exclusive, and they are still butthurt about all the Bethesda games being exclusive. But apparently it's okay to purchase Sucker Punch, Insomniac, and Bungie, among lots of others. And it's pretty certain that multiplayer-centric games like COD will stay multi-platform, while single-player games like Starfield and Elder Scrolls VI will be exclusive to Xbox. So it doesn't make sense why this MS purchase of Activision would be blocked from happening, is good for the U.S. game industry and America as a whole. And here's a hint. Get a Series S, Series X, PC, Steam Deck, uh, or soon a Samsung TV, which will have Game Pass cloud gaming on it. Problem solved. Quit whining. That is all. So one, I don't like the aspect of, isn't it better for an American conglomerate to own everything? When... No, no, not at all. Like, first of all, Embracer Group is like Swedish or fucking. I want so I want to know the story of the Embracer Group. Like, I want to know the dude so, that runs that or something. So I'm. Give me one second. Swedish. They're Swedish. Okay. And I believe that dude got a lot of money. Yeah. So 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 Embracer Group was Nordic Games. Yeah. And the reason why it's called Embracer Group now is because. At one point, when when Nordic Games became... So there's two Nordic Games, essentially. There was the Nordic Games, the publisher, and then there was Nordic Games, the parent company. It's kind of like how Facebook is a product, but also a company. So they've changed their name to Meta, but they're still Facebook. What happened was they bought THQ, right? And they were like, we're THQ Nordic. Except that, like, their main company and their... Like, the parent company and then the publisher were both THQ Nordic. So, they were like, nah, it's not going to work. So, they became Embrace Group and THQ Nordic still exists as the publisher. And if I'm correct, 
Um, but, 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 I just want to see. Yeah, uh, Swedish entrepreneur Lars Wingsfors, Wingfors. I, I'm sorry, I'm pronouncing that name wrong. But, um. Yeah, I can't do sweet. He made his money elsewhere and then bought, uh. Fucking, wow, he was 16 when he established Nordic Games. Jesus Christ. Um. Holy shit, I didn't realize it was, he was that young of a guy. Anyways, um, yeah, he just bought rights to old video games and sold them and stuff and realized that there was some value in it and turned it into, uh, Nordic games and then THQ Nordic as it became bigger. And I don't know, like, I get it. Uh, you know, uh, I trust this company more than that company, but I think, Embracer has done a better job of being like, yeah, well, fuck it, we're gonna just put that out again, like, cause they're the reason why Sphinx and the for- the Cursed Mummy got a reissue at all. It sold like, like 150 copies. But who else would have done that? Nobody would do that, exactly. Right, Deep De Blob, like, De Blob That's 2, why I'm, I'm finally, um, I'm finally excited that we might get a Legacy of Kane collection. Yes. Like, they're, they're a weird company, and, uh, they also apparently have, um, Asmodee, which is a uh, board game. Sounds uh, like an 80s company. rapper. Uh, Coffee Stain Studios, which is me, the Goat Simulator. It's Asmodee. <laughs> they, they have a Coffee Stain, which is the uh, Goat Simulator and Satisfactory guys. Yeah. They own Dark Horse, like the comic publisher. I thought you were going to say they own Darkness. Uh, they own Decca Games, which is... Uh, they own Easy Brain, I don't know that, Gearbox, Coke Media, Saber Interactive, and, and THQ Nordic. Those are the different companies underneath them. And it's like, I get it. Like, conglomerates, I wouldn't trust them. But, like, I don't I don't look at them and go, well, this one's from there, and I don't trust them. I don't trust them. The, the only reason why I understand when people are worried about Chinese companies is because Chinese companies, the way you have to operate in China is that... The country, the state has a hold on your company. So they have partial ownership. So that's a bit concerning. I understand that. But like, I don't see how an American company automatically makes them better. And then per- personally, like, uh, Embracer has done a better job of at least keeping older properties alive. And, and playable. <laughs> and Bryce than anybody at least else. put out a fucking video game in 2022. Uh, <laughs> that too. You know, like, they're the guys that were like, yeah, this SpongeBob game, people like it. They decided, no, we're not going to just reissue it. We're going to remake it. We're going to rehydrate this bitch. You rehydrate it, yeah. And then they were like, and it did well enough, so we're making a sequel. No, like, I, I get it. I you know, it. It's a, it's a, I, I get it. It's a very personal thing for me because I enjoy the shit they put out. But like, they also are the company that goes, yeah, games, we're, we're gonna charge you what they, we think they're worth. Like, SpongeBob came out and was thirty bucks or whatever. Um, Elex is another one that they publish. I know that's not everybody's cup of tea. I think it's got a bit of it, too much jank in it. But like, I heard they the never second put those... one was a fucking dumpster fire. But they, they never put them out for full price. They're like, it's not a full price game. Yeah, that was evident. 
And, but 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 what I'm saying is like no other publisher seems to do that. No, they wouldn't. Bound, they Wonder, would just... Bound Wonder World was sold for full price. Oh, 100 you know? percent, and it wasn't even worth half it. Yeah. So like I, I don't know. I see a company that understands the worth and or the value of things um, a bit better there. So I. I'm never worried too much about Embracer grabbing stuff. Plus, they're also closer to Crystal Dynamics and all that shit. So, but, no, I'm not worried yeah, about Embracer. But conglomerations, conglomerations should not be trusted, regardless. Like, you know, tomorrow Embracer Group might <laughs> might take the steering wheel from Jim Ryan on the orphan crushing machine. So, <laughs> yeah, but that would be yeah. a, that would be a service to humanity. Yeah. I, I, so, two, two things I'll say. Number one. Um, I'm generally speaking uh, against consolidation in the industry unless it saves a studio or allows a game to get made that wouldn't otherwise get made. Generally speaking, other than that, I'm against consolidation in the industry. Um, and it, the, the, if you don't see under that umbrella the difference between Embracer buying Crystal Dynamics and Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. I don't quite know how else to recontextualize that. Like, there's nothing at Activision Blizzard that wasn't going to get made that is now going to get made under the Microsoft umbrella. Like, but there are plenty of things at Crystal Dynamics that could get made or could be more successful or could have, you know, folks saved or projects saved that Square had basically proven that they weren't interested in, right? Um, but outside of that, the second thing I'm going to say is it um, fair or unfair diminishes your argument when you use the term Sony pony unironically, <laughs> um, especially in a heated defense of Microsoft. Um so, man, like, don't do that. But the the nice thing is this Crystal Dynamics Embracer stuff is going to be multi-platform and everybody gets to play the games. So, at least for now. I'm all um, about that, that Kirk Cameron coming back to do the Horde 2. Yeah, oh, so that's also another, that's another difference. Um, one, one of these mergers cuts these games off from a segment of the population, and the other of these mergers is, at least for now, multi-platform and might allow some games and series that I care about to get made. So um, I'm less concerned about the Embracer purchase of those studios from what I would say is mismanagement under Square Enix um, than a whole bunch of folks who only have PlayStations not getting to play Bethesda and Activision and Blizzard games anymore. I also hate the, I also hate the statement of just buy the thing. Uh, yeah, that's not. I mean, I get it. Like, yeah. it's not the most expensive thing when it's a Series S, but that's still expensive, relatively. Like, like, no, no, not when it was like. It, listen, if it was like, if a Sony player being upset that they can't play Halo, well, yeah, that's a bit much. But it's like these are series that were multi-platform before going. Yeah, I, be like an Xbox fan not being able to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, wait a right. Minute. Yeah, yeah. So that's an example of uh, why it's good that some of this stuff is not under Square Enix. Um, 
yeah, I don't, I it just, the, um, so the, the theme of this podcast since the very first episode, uh, has been to ditch the console war bullshit mm-hmm. and that more people being able to play more games is a good thing and less people being able to play less games is a bad thing. Um, and of the two that you just described, one of them results in less people being able to play less games, and the other one results in more people, hopefully, being able to play more games. So, Some games uh, we wouldn't have got it, otherwise. Right. It's difficult for me to compare those two acquisitions. Mm. Um, I think the, you know, the comparison to uh, Insomniac is probably better because they were making, at least made, you know, one or two multi-platform ga- form games before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say the same thing. I wish that everybody on every system was able to play those two Spider-Man games they put out because they were fucking awesome, and I would love it if more people had an opportunity to play them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You want more people to play these awesome games that you're getting to play yes. because that means more of these awesome games get made. Let me 100%. tell you a story about a Xbox One exclusive that was timed, but no one knew it. And it didn't do well. It's called Rise of the Tomb Raider. No, people knew about it because the, the the Sony ponies were very mad. Rightfully so. Hundred percent. Tomb Raider should not be on one console. They Just like that, you know, you know how terrified Xbox Three Sixty. You know how terrified I am of who is going to buy Nether Realm. A hundred percent. Yeah, because uh, that's that's always the risk there too. That that that. That Game series is going to get cut off. Yeah, Embracer, please God, Embracer. This is why I don't get upset just, when Embracer buys something because it's going to be everywhere. Right. Yeah. I don't want. Yeah. I I I am so tired of not just exclusive like acquisitions didn't cause so far haven't caused as much as as timed exclusives. Street Fighter Five, Final Fantasy Seven remake. All of the Persona numbered games, like, you're limiting your audience to one platform, and that is bad. Yeah. I... Uh, and those are third-party games, I by think the way. It's, my, my, my issue, and the thing I was bringing up with Tomb Raider, is, like, if a game doesn't sell and it's an exclusive, that series might not continue. That's the reason why I don't take any pride or joy in people not being able to play video games. Unless you're at this point like the person that still wants Mario on other consoles, I, I can't help you there. We're not having that conversation. We're not getting Master Chief yeah. on PlayStation. Mario's not coming yeah. to Xbox. Let's get over that. But it's like, you know, for smaller series, especially made from studios that aren't or weren't originally like a first-party studio, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. If you have the means, put it everywhere. Because whether or not you sell five copies on Xbox or a billion copies on PlayStation, more people are playing that game. And if your game is good, people are going to go look for it on the platform they own. That's how that works. So. There's a reason why during the, whatever, sixth generation, whatever PS3 and Xbox 360 was, they made Wii ports. Yeah, Wii right. ports. And they were bad, those, generally. They were bad video games, but they were available. Some of them were okay. Some of them were actually <laughs> better. Call of Duty still. 3 on the Wii is one of the worst games I've ever played in my entire life, and I had to review that game. I remember those Call you of know, Duty like, Wii games. Oof. 
it, so it's just like there's a reason why that happened though, and that's because they want people to play the video games. Now sometimes they were compromised. Some, uh, a lot of times they were compromised for the Wii. Um, but uh, you know some of them were their own experiences. But there's a reason why. It's also name recognition. There's yeah. a reason why stuff got DS ports. There's Call of Duty DS games. <laughs> that's really why I want a new Switch because. You know, I, I'm sure you've heard, like, Gotham Knights, the new Jedi Survivor game. A lot of these games are only on Series X, PS5. Yeah, but, but it means... Which means they're not coming to Switch. But but uh, Fallen Order didn't make it to Switch. It should have. The right. None of the Batman Arkham games have been on Switch. They were on the Wii U, though. Okay, well they were. So, <laughs> in a again, what's that? That might be the worst scenario of like, yeah, uh, here's a game that's three or four years old. Hey, I, I wouldn't put it. You, right? I wouldn't put it past games on my Switch. Oh, me too. But like, it's also different because I can bring them around portably. Not oh, here's a game that you right. played on PS3. I would not be armor. shocked if the new Batman game or the old Batman games eventually make it to Switch. I mean. Dude, we're still porting games over there that, that have been out for but a long time. What I'm saying is, like, those, again, like, I don't, I never hold expectations of where things are going to go. I, you know, there's always the hope of having stuff. But, like, you know, with newer games, like, yeah, the Switch is never going to be able to hold up to stuff. Um, so with, like, yeah, maybe a new Switch helps. Maybe it doesn't, though. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe oh, it no, still I won't played... be able to handle it. I played, uh, so they just put out Chex Quest HD on the Switch. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how, but that game runs like shit. Like, like how does it that game... It made by Panic Button. Like, Panic Button's the, the gods that can make Doom run. Yeah, well, Chex Quest runs like shit on the Switch. So I just played uh, Dragon's Dogma yesterday on the Switch, and that plays very well. Or plays just fine, I'll say. Yeah. What did Panic Button? Panic Button is the ones that ported Star Wars Fallen Order or Jedi Fallen Order to uh, PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. I mean, that game is better there, but you know. Yeah, they do. Uh... I'm just looking at all their ports. Holy shit! Yeah, These guys they... need to do more Switch stuff. They've only put out two things the last year. They well, somebody needs uh... to pay them to do Switch stuff. That's kind of the... yeah. Yeah, yeah you that's know what I mean. The difference. All right. Yeah, I uh, uh, can we can we seg off of that conversation? By the way, long enough for me to say that I am not at all impressed with what I've seen from Gotham Knights. Uh, I yeah. I think it'll be fine. I just don't. It's not something I'd get like excited about. I, I think that what they're doing with the story is so half-assed. Um, in that. It's like they want – I still see people confused as to whether it's a sequel to the Arkham games or not. Like, if you look on Twitter at the reaction to that trailer they put out, half of the comments are, like, uh, questions about whether it's an Arkhamverse sequel and half the people saying yes and half the people saying no. And the reality is it's not. It's in a universe that happens to be – pretty close to what happened at the end of Arkham Knight, but not the same. Like, it's just, they they should have either, or what they really should have done is 
gone completely different and not tried to even be close to the Arkhamverse if they weren't going to be in that universe. That's number one. And number two, the gameplay doesn't look that great to me either. Um, so I, I hate, I hate to say this. Do you know what that game looks like? What? A great game pass game. Yeah. Yeah. Not, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's full on price too. It's $70. Oh, fucking. And it's like only bucks here. Well, it's it only it's like only on Series X and PS5. It's not on Xbox One and PS4. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't look that great. It's not like oh, I need a console for this. I'm just telling yeah, it's, you, it's seventy dollars, and I look I'm, at I'm, it and I'm like, oh. uh, I'm not at all impressed with what I've seen from it so far. I also and, did think you know maybe Xbox. maybe it'll be good. I actually, um, I, I'm one of the the people that actually really enjoyed Arkham Origins. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't like it compared to City and Asylum, but I enjoyed it. Um, but man, I, I watched that gameplay and I'm like, this just doesn't look great. Um, you know what you've it, got? You know what it reminds got, me of? What? It reminds me of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Ah. Oh, Jesus. Ah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the ultimate game pass with, game. Though, Drew. Does um, it not? Does it not? It does. It does, and the the one thing I noticed was like they've got you've got Nightwing fighting the guys on the roof, and there's like four guys on this giant roof, so he's bouncing way across the damn thing to fight all of them because there's just not enough enemies. Um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not I'm not into that one. We'll see. Maybe I I would love to be proven wrong because I do love the Arkham games, but man, I am just not. I think I'm not seeing it with that game. I, I also didn't see I didn't see anything that I, like I went. Oh my god! I need to play this with the uh, Suicide Squad game. Well, we it haven't looks actually like seen another... that game yet. But but, but the, the funny thing about Gotham Knights, I think I saw somebody on Twitter make the perfect like description of that that video because I'm assuming we're talking about the 12 minute video they put out. I'm talking about the Nightwing and Red Hood gameplay yeah. footage they put out. So yeah. somebody on Twitter said this looks like a video of somebody like actually learning how to play the game and playing it badly. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not a fan. I'll be interested to see awesome. what that game does. And we saw some Suicide Squad gameplay. Did we? I thought I, we had I only seen like in the, the trailer. In the trailer? Oh my god, yeah. There was like a bunch of first person shit. It's not first person though. I thought it was. No, it's no, third it's uh, third person. Oh, fucking then maybe I didn't. I don't remember. I remember looking at that and they were showing the flash and stuff. No, and I was that's... like, ah, eh, man, I don't think this is very. That that wasn't gameplay. I don't think we've actually. Let me hold on a second. Official gameplay trailer. Yeah. I'm... Fucking looking at it. The flash is in it. Sneaks up behind. Oh, you know what? I think I've... Uh, I don't Yeah, know. it is third person. I, I remember why it was. I thought it was first person. The beginning of the trailer starts off, you're seeing from the camera of Captain Boomerang. The phone okay. or whatever. Okay. I, we haven't seen much of it. I, I don't... But it just, like... I don't, I don't have interest in having multiple characters with different powers. It just doesn't interest me, and it's just like I'm tired of this sort of stuff. But hey, look, Evil Dead seems to be popular right now. So, but like I said about that game, I will be interested to see how much legs that game has. I want to see if people are talking about it in June. Evil Dead. Yes, I don't think they will be, 
but I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I think that, I like a lot and of that I, stuff I hate, is. I, we talked about this last week, Anthony, um, how there are too many video games right now. Like stuff being delayed that. doesn't really bother me because there's 600 releases every week. Um, I think this industry is in a weird spot where Game Pass actually helps games because it gives people a platform to play them without the the huge upfront investment. But games like Evil Dead or, you know, other stuff like that that comes out that is required to have other people to play it with, I think those are the games that are going to suffer in the long run because, like, Who's going to continuously play this game if it's not available on like a PlayStation Plus or or a Game Pass or something where there's enough players to play it? And I just wonder if we're, we're at a weird place because there are too many games. Like we we looked at it last week and like we were looking up you know N64 libraries and PlayStation 2 libraries and like the the Switch has dwarfed like the past yeah. three generations combined. It's it's the yeah the lack of a monoculture because there's no limitations to what you can play. There's there's almost too much, and I get it. Everybody gets things that they want, but like there's a bunch of shit that falls through the cracks. So there are no like the word hidden gems doesn't exist for this generation anymore. Yeah. There's just too much crap. Anything can be considered a hidden gem because it just can't get everyone because it's fighting against not you know, four other titles in a week, it's competing against 50. So, yeah, a lot of shit's going to fall through. Yeah. You know, because Ryan and Drew weren't on the podcast. Like, the point was, like, you're limited to what stores had for sale for consoles and what Blockbuster offered for rent. So, like, you know, people talked about the same video games, but, like, you know that that can't happen anymore. Which, yeah, I I see the benefits of that, but it's like the lack of that also means that like nothing can be as successful. It also gives players choice paralysis. I have it constantly. Yeah. I have thirty you know, streaming so when, services, but I can never decide what to watch. You know. So it's like when when I hear Elden Ring doing as well as it is, even though it's not for me, I'm like I am glad that it it is getting the attention that you know everybody says it deserves. I can't say that myself. I I don't play it. I have zero interest in it. But like you know, it is it is surprising that a game can do that well. But I guess it also walked through games that didn't sell as well to get to that point, right? So it's like you know, Demon Souls didn't light the world on fire. Dark Souls did better. Dark Souls two did better. Dark Souls three did better. Then Sekiro kind of didn't do all that great. Sekiro is a, is the odd one out, but like Bloodborne did well. Yeah, you know, so like all of them. It was a slow step towards this point. So it, it, it isn't like uh, you can't just, I don't think you can just come out of the woodwork and be like, ah, we're doing uh, uh, Elden Ring's numbers. No. Either, so. No. All right. Um, that's kind of all I've got for this week. I know it's it's been a long show, so we're, we'll wrap it up unless anybody has anything else in particular. No, I'm fucking done. 
if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at M4G Podcast. If you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. You can follow all of us on Twitter. Uh, Anthony's a complacent robot. I am at ztgd. Drew is at DMF Fury, and Ryan is at Wombat RP. You could check out Phoenix Down. Eventually, Drew and Matt will get into the AI and the Insomnium files. Some point. Yes. Um, it's probably not going to happen this week. Um, Matt is going to be out of town. He is working on it. Um, we're probably going to end up recording, not not today, but next Sunday, uh, because that's when Meg is back into town. We want to try and knock it out. So this week, probably nothing, which is okay, because I got a lot going on this week. Uh, but we will be doing AI, the Somnium Files, soon. All right. Uh, other than that, make sure to keep uh, checking us out on that, that Spotify, that YouTube video that I that I work on that gets like 20 views. It's cool. Yeah. Hey, you know what? This one gets more views than the Phoenix Down ones. Uh, yeah, I was shocked because I like the Phoenix Down gets more listens. And I'm like, all right, I don't, whatever. You can never tell. Like on Spotify, Phoenix Down does better. On iTunes, this does better. And then on YouTube, this does better. And I don't, whatever. It's fine. As long as y'all are listening, I don't care. Yeah, same. Yep. But that's it for this week. So if you're listening to anything else, we'll get out of here. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.